What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here we have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, here ready for another excellent episode of One Nation Radio. Vibing with the Twitch chat. Big numbers off the rip. Uh, everybody throwing a party in the comments. Uh, did an appearance on Grapsity on Saturday. So we flew through like three hours like nothing on that show. That was super fun. Uh, hope everybody checks that out. Then, um, yeah. So with you, man. Not too much. Not too much. Um Saw one of the best pay-per-views uh, of the last few years, and, like, the last 20 minutes, like, bummed me the fuck out. But uh, outside of that, like, um, I'm I'm in good spirits. I, you, you suggested I watch the Willow and Athena match, and that match was great. Um, and we'll talk about that, because I, I really enjoyed that match, and quite frankly, like, I don't... I, it's at worst the second-best women's match I've seen in America this year. Um, so, yeah, uh... Lots of good stuff, man. Lots of good stuff. Um, so where do you want to start? Because we, um, we can always go with the, we can always start with AEW. Um, how much of the uh, ROH did you see? I saw only the last two matches. Okay, I saw the men's title match and the women's title match. Um, so besides that, like I, I'm looking at the uh, the run sheet, and man, it just feels like I gotta hit the music. Stardom Five Star Grand Prix Night One. 
Yeah, uh, real quick before we uh, move on to this, in the comments, I, I see that Shavis Nova says that um, I am I'm capping and I'm gleaming that my cu- that cu- uh, his country bumpkin shoot injured Saya. First off, Tam didn't injure Saya. Saya jumped off of a thing fifteen feet in the air and then no and then somehow like everybody was too close and she jumped too short and they couldn't catch her and she dislocated her elbow. I'm not happy about that. Like my favorite thing in the last like. Two months in stardom has been Kasaya Kamatani and Utami. Nah, man. <laughs> uh, I, anyway, I, I, uh, I'm just baffled. From- like I'm baffled. Someone got injured on a on a dive at all in stardom. There's twenty thousand motherfuckers around. Like uh, I was like, how did this happen? Yeah, I guess, let's start there, and then we'll and then we'll go through the show. But uh, because I because overall it was it was one of the best shows of the year. Um, and like. It bummed me out like the last 20 minutes of the show, 19 minutes of the show, because it was like they just went through like literally like six matches that you can consider great. And I was like, this thing is just cooking. Hum. Now we're going to get to this. And they started breaking out the the big spots and everything. And, you know, they get out, t- they get outside and they're out there for like five fucking minutes. And I'm just like, all right, Tam, I've, I've seen enough of you having big matches when you go up to the ramp. Does some big spot off the ramp? Like it, you doing every big match of late. Like you need to take some breaks between, right? So, and this is after like this is following immediately following like the Anno Julia match where they do the, you know, the Shuri where they do the Shuri and uh, Julia spot where they do all you know a suplex off the ramp. Where I'm just like, okay, so like these two have both become a bit formulaic in their big match layout for, of late. So like I'm I'm kind of just like, all right, so, um. Anyway, uh, Kamatani gets up on the scaffolding, scaffolding or whatever else, and she goes for the big dive. And there's literally like May Sierra's out there, the new rookie that I don't know her name yet, Lady C, uh, Mizumori, um, Momokogo's out there too. There, there are probably two. Uh, Hina was out there too. There was like over half a dozen people with Tam to go catch her. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I'm watching. I'm like, she's going up pretty high, and I see her do the. They zoom in on her, and she does the, you know, the move back because I don't want to land at a spot where I'm like landing on your heads, and because I'm landing on your head, you're not gonna catch me, and some bad will happen. So they mm-hmm. back up, I guess. She does a dive. She dives on the front end, on the front part of the crowd, and I don't know if the front part, the first line of the crowd, like the people behind them, make it harder for them to like be able to catch and fall back. But, like, she basically, as she does a crossbody and comes down, she lands, instead of, you know, landing at a 45-degree angle and coming down, she basically is coming at the 45-degree angle, but then, like, her body is tilting at the last second. I don't know if she got rotated by Lady C's leg or arm at the end by by, by Kamatani's leg, but she ends up falling basically, like, directly, like, straight, you know, um, on her arm. You can't see her arm on the fall, but, like, she, you know, because I've replayed a bunch of times just, like, trying to figure out how this could have been done better and shit just happens and she uh she she's down tam's down they're down there forever and like you immediately see people's faces like something didn't go right like because you see kind of relief kind of like okay we did that now we can move on and you know sell like we just caught somebody but then you see their, their reactions like okay what's going on then they're down there then they're both her and tam are down there forever and i'm like is tam knocked out is kamatani knocked out what's going on and then Daichi, he calls the match. Uh, C throws, gets up, throws up the X. Kogo's face just, just has his face like, I can't believe this. Um, 
C runs to get the doctor. Um, I think it's I think it's Sierra goes and gets the stretcher, and the doctor comes or Daichi comes and puts the ice pack on her elbow. My first thought was because it's stardom. Oh shit, she. This reminds me of the Mayu Watani thing in 2017 when she dislocated her elbow in a red belt match. She had to award a belt to Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck. Okay, this sucks. Um, so you know, she's she's like, she you never see her face until she finally gets on the stretcher. Like she just he she's basically on her knees, like balled up in almost like fetal position on her knees with her face down, and she has holding her left arm. And Tam is, and by the time, you know, the doctor sees her and, and everybody else, they tell her to clear out and it's just her and Tam and the doctor and like Tam's trying to console her or tell, give her wise words and sometimes encouragement to tell her, you know, yeah, I know it hurts and everything, but you know, it's going to be okay and all that kind of stuff. And she goes off, they put her on a stretcher and she turns over and she used to see that just, just, I don't know if it was pain or if it, or a combination of the pain plus the, I want to finish this match and it didn't happen. And they they lift her up and they take her off, and um, they cut to to Tam, and Naspoy saying stuff to Tam, who, some type of encouragement. So Tam gets in the ring and she has to do the stupid fucking thing, where it's like, well, we have an angle in the back of the, in the back of this, so I, like I have to give some promo to go in there to get beat up on, and I'm just like. Y'all could have called Audible to save this for another day. Like, obviously, I'm not, I don't think Kamatani is, like, she's never going to wrestle again. It's not that severe. Uh, but it was just a, everybody was, everybody was bummed out. And then when you continue doing this, it's like, all right, so Tam looks like an asshole. Utami looks like a super asshole because she, her, her fucking, the person that she had that whole cage match singing and it was hugging and loving on each other and all that kind of stuff just a month ago. Nah, I need to. I, we need to go bring this giant out here to, to go face Tam so they can do Talmania, right? And I'm just like, yo, this stinks. I don't like this for anybody that's involved in all this. Um, so yeah, I, just, man, I just I, like the last 20 minutes was just a bummer after like, and when I say literally, like, I don't think there have been three shows better than this this year up to that point. I um, am very bummed out that Sai Kamatani is probably now out of the tournament. Um, Presumably, yeah. She's my second favorite wrestler in stardom. She's um stinks. Uh the, and they didn't even really get to like do much. They went probably like five or seven minutes and then they went like eight um, minutes. Yeah, and it was just it, it was just damaging. Like and um you could just see the look on everyone's faces that was like something has gone tragically wrong. And um, you know, it rolls into that angle with none other than the Megasis uh showing up. And she, you know, comes out and and they they turn the lights off and then and you know turn them back on and all that. She jumps on Tam's head, uh, gives her some you know knees in the corner, brings her back out, and um, gives her the the damn F five or whatever. Yeah. Looks pretty decent, but um, she's out there with Utami. She cuts the the, the promo where she's talking slow. Of course, because you know this is her first time in Japan, presumably, and it, yeah, and it's, it's, it's Eddie Kingston brain. If you speak English very slowly, they will comprehend the the part where like it's in a different language. No, that's not how that works. That's never how that's yeah. ever worked. They might know one or two words, just like how like when they speak in Japanese, you might understand one or two words, right? Like, that's not how I that am Megasis. I am strong. 
Tam, I want red belt match. Like, they don't understand you either way. <laughs> so the only people that, when we see it, that is us, we're like, why are you speaking like this? Like, we know what you're doing. Wrestlers, stop doing this. Please. Please do. Please. Because it's like, I've never seen her talk before. I've only seen a picture of her before one time. Never seen her wrestle. So, like, she AEW comes out Dark and talks. Say again? AEW Dark Legend. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so she <laughs> so she says, and I'm just like, I know what she's doing. Also, you sound ridiculous. Please stop. Yeah. I, I don't think they were going to, you know, basically push it back or anything because that was going to happen after the match, you know, whether you know it was an injury or not like you know flew Megasus out and Megasus, you know probably you know there, there's probably a tight schedule here um but you know, you know the tight schedule well it, that is true the next pay-per-view is the osaka show bro they're doing osaka eating an arena you know like every single year when the, when uh the g1 has like that great show in the back half of the year yeah it's always in osaka idiot so um and, and presumably that's where the red belt match will be. I was, I was gonna say we got our red on uh, here, me and you, James, to signify uh, this red belt title match that's about to happen with uh, with Tam. And it is not the it, Megasus. It, it, this, this is a coincidence. You know, we, you know, uh, it, it, you know, it's you know, I, I remember, you know, everybody was saying how bad the Julia title reign was. Man, I, I don't know about this. What, what's about to happen with this, man? This is about to be a carriage job. What, what's going on here? Look, man, I I don't know how good she is. People people have you know vouch for her. I don't right. know how I don't know how far she's All vouching right. for. But you know, but regardless of how good she is or isn't, um, or if she's you know very good and you know whatever. So the whole the whole cook up of that thing is is going to be Tam selling in from underneath or beating from that woman. She's going to fire back. It's not it's not going to be too. I don't think it's going to be too dissimilar from. Uh, the match she had in the Grand Prix last year with uh Risa Sarah. Obviously, Risa's probably better than her. That match is four and a quarter. But like, if you're going to, I don't know how this helps you draw. What's the point of this match? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if if the idea is we want her to have a red belt match, okay, bring her in, let her demolish the undercard and tags on these on these uh on the undercards of these uh tour of the tour of the Grand Prix, and then give her a match like in September. Or not September, I, October. I don't get I, this. I think what they try to do is like, yo, this is probably going to be the most watched show of the tournament. We're going to shoot an angle at the biggest time to give it the biggest effect. And they happen to pick a time when like... <laughs> God, absolute worst time injured. for characters. Yes. 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 Because, of, um, because of circumstance. Yeah, I, I get that. But my point is... But that's, and, I, and I get all that stuff. And I'm trying to make accommodation for that. But at the same time, it's like... You just made Tam Inutami look like what? Like never, never like because I said to you on the thing is like Utami's out there trying to vouch for uh for Megan and he, she's just like yeah she came back with me uh from America even though like we never had any interaction when I was in like Orlando area or whatever else but never mind that I'm gonna fly back over she came along with me it's all the and same. as you can see she's tall she she's tall she's powerful she's a badass and I'm just like. Kamatani is en route to the emergency room. Why are you doing this? <laughs> this is, you know how we killed Rhea Ripley for making making that save and also Jeff Hardy for making the save on Matt Hardy when, when like 
Bianca and Matt Hardy were getting beat down. They got to do their pose or whatever else at the top of the ramp. This is a thousand times worse than that. Somebody is literally in the already on route to the hospital. Not Someone about to be shoot sent to injured. the hospital. Someone was shoot injured. <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. It was such a bad look. It really was. But I get it. I get it. You got to get this stupid thing over because, like, you got two weeks of pay-per-view. It's like, I get it. But that that sucks. It really did. And then the the other part of it, Mayu Utani's out there. um, And then Utami's out there. And they set up a match for um, the IWGP women's belt. So so I guess, you know, everybody, we did that what what I thought was a great preview last week with uh, our breakdown cut up the clip, had people sharing it. That entire thing got blown in the smoke seemingly, immediately. Like, seemingly, uh, like, seemingly. Look, it could be a situation where they're going one and one because, like, it could be Mayu retains. Actually, it could be, like, Utami takes the belt off of her. Mayu wins the Grand Prix. It could be something like that, right? Or it could be, like, you know, one of them wins the match. The other one beats them in the rematch in the, in the Grand Prix final. That could absolutely happen. But, but it's like, damn, like, like, why would you like, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, like, why yeah. would you like waste the, the final like weeks beforehand? Like, like think about I like this, know, right? Man. If Utami, everyone thought Utami was going, was like, most people thought what, Utami was going to win, right? What happened to Nanaya Takahashi getting a shot at, at that belt? Was that just a rumor? That they talked about that. It just hasn't happened because they, gotcha. they haven't defended it since. You know, since the Yokohama Arena show back in the end of April, um, Whew. yeah, right. So you know, Mayu Lesnar because they had to make a it had to make a strong woman's title too. Yeah. So anyway, Mayu reigns. So anyway, uh, Utami. Let's say she loses, she doesn't get the belt, or let's say she does get the belt. It's like, is she gonna win? They're gonna make a double champion. Could be. But, like, if Mayu retains, because, you know, they're still doing that movie, they're obviously, at some point, they're going to try to do a, a huge uh, Mayu and Tam match uh, for the title, at some point, you would imagine. Um, I mean, the Megasus might, might you know... Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. That would be hilarious. Like, Tam loses the red belt, and then, like, wins the and then wins the Grand Prix to go get it back. I mean, it's like, what the fuck are we doing this year with these title reigns, bro? Like, what is happening? <laughs> It'd be like, some real sickness going down on this show. I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, it's it's been a really weird, like the way they have like done stuff with uh, the title picture. Both title pictures this year have been weird as fuck, um, and uncharacteristic of what has been going on since we started watching it. And I get like they're trying to you know throw people off the scent of what their pattern is. But like the reason why the pattern worked so well is because like, it just made sense and it wasn't anything goofy. And now we're in this, now we're in the stages of like goofy stuff. And I don't, and I don't mean to disparage Megan, um, in that way. I'm sure the match will be perfectly acceptable, but like, if you're going to give this woman a title shot, can you at least like show people the goods? Like she, can you let her get over Cause if she's big and impressive, she's gonna get over anyway. Is cause right? Cause just everybody gets over and stardom when they're big and impressive anyway. So it was like I don't, I don't see the, I don't know what this is. Um, and you know, sure enough, like on the undercards of next week's show or whatever else, she's gonna be demolish a bunch of like a bunch of the mid card or some shit like that probably. So it's like, all right, 
you could have done this in like you know a bigger spot to help in a bigger spot to help her get over to you know the pay-per-view audience or the live crowds or whatever else and nah just you know it's, it's almost it's, 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 it's very it's very uh is very the giant ish. It was like, yo, this is you're not doing this person many favors other than you're going to give them the, this big push. But like, if it don't work out, you'd be like, well, fundamentally, it could be. You could say one could say you set them up for failure if it doesn't work out. This is true. Um, you know, it's always is. It, you know, I when I think about the glass that Shuri had to crawl over to um, to get a shot at the red belt. I think about how Julia had to scrape and crawl and go through the the fires of hell to get a red bell shot last year. And then I think about the Megasis. Rules different when you're white, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Rules different, apparently. But uh we should we should run through the rest of this show. Yeah. All right. So moving on from literally like twenty minutes of a four-hour show of excellence. Let's 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 get it to it. The five-star Grand Prix open tonight. Um, so they they had the. I'm I'm going to talk about the opening ceremony first, and then I'll talk about the undercard uh, match. But um, the opening ceremony starts with them like the scaffoldings, the scaffoldings all around the the uh, the ring. I was wondering what that was or why it's there, and then all of a sudden you see them drop four uh, like a. Uh, Four, four sheets of, you know, they can cover the ring or whatever else, and then they play projectors showing, you know, to the crowd, you know, the presentation, and it's showing the history of every winner in the past, from um, <clears throat> Izuki Akawa to Nanai, to Io, to Kyrie to Yoko Bito, to Tony Storm, to uh, Mayu, to Hannah Kimura, to Utami, to Julia, uh, or sorry, Shuri to Julia, and then they show all the wrestlers in each block and then they show they you know they show like uh two stars a red star and a blue star basically traversing across the globe and everything going over sc- buildings whatever it's like it's like a gigantic Im- impact of force and then like they let down they drop down the uh the curtains and everything and then like all 20 or 19 of the 20 wrestlers in the ring utami's not there and there's a reason for that but um they're all in the ring and then they introduce and they all walk out and everything and um it was it was really cool. I personally I thought it was really big. I didn't like the music I, I, compared to the last two years, but everything else made it seem like it was a gigantic deal and just huge hoopla for it and everything. And it was really fun. So it seemed like it was like the um, like a Mortal Kombat character select screen, like when they will walk <laughs> off. And um, I don't know if you noticed, James, but um, you know they it felt like they did these exits in a certain order. You know. Yeah, it was almost like the people that were like the last six people are the only people that have a real shot to win, except for Utami, who wasn't out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the first person that was sent up, up you know, away was Momo Watanabe, you yeah. know. Yeah, you, um, got to, you know, like when they walk out the ring, they walk up the the, uh, the horizontal ramp and then they go, they go and sit, they go to their post and like, gotta say, like seeing Natsuko and Momo like in opposite blocks on the forest ends, like in the dark. <laughs> It's like, that, oh, that, yeah. That, 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 that sounds like positioning. Yeah, that's exactly what that sounds like. Like, I know that the first opening night this year, like, they had, like, all 20 heads or equal size. But when you do yeah. this, it's like, this is another giveaway. So I'm sorry, though. Don't Cash. worry. She won opening nope. night. She's not. She might get a white belt shot, but she ain't winning this shit. 
<laughs> Yo, like this ain't the only uh, poster, you know. Like this is how they do you in the beginning. They put out the the equal opportunity um, head size on the posters. But the further we get in the yep. tournament, yeah, we the the bigger heads are gonna start to emerge, <laughs> and then the smaller heads are gonna start to emerge. Like they gonna make like all the all of them start the same size, right? Yeah, but some of them get bigger and some of them get smaller. Yeah, yeah, because that's what happened. I don't know if the first uh, poster for the opening night last year had all the wrestlers on it, but like you know that final night, you saw eight big heads and you saw uh, what sixteen small heads, and, and then we talked all of about a sudden, it. And then all of a sudden, the poster is on One Nation Radio, and I am struggling to find, uh, you know, whoever we're looking for. Yeah, and uh, last year in particular was Momo Watanabe. Yeah, it was. Um, man, yeah. we, keep, we yeah. will keep an eye out. When, look, when the new posters drop, tag yeah. me and James, yeah. and, and we're and we going to look at them and, and yeah. tell, you, tell Some, you what the deal is. I forgot who it was, but made a great point. Big head equals push. So, so yeah, like, uh, I believe the final six in the ring were, uh, Mina, uh, Julia, Marai, Tam, Mayu, and Shuri. Um, obviously, Tommy wasn't out there. I think the seventh person was Kamatani. But, yeah, like, it, that's pretty much, if you weren't one of the last few, last half of people being called, and, like, when you go up the ramp, but you weren't, like, in the closest, you know, closest to Tam and Julia on either side, your ass ain't winning. The further away you are, the further away you are from, from, from glory. That's kind of how that goes. That's how, that's kind of what this promotion is. The further you are from Tam and Julia, <laughs> you are further from glory in the last two, three years of this promotion. That's kind of how that goes. So, uh, anyway, to start off, uh, the show, I gotta pull up my notes, because, um, I haven't done that yet. Sorry, you know this is supposed to be uh, professional uh, radio. Yeah, something something approaching it, right? Uh, Utami versus uh, Hina. I'm sorry, not not Utami. Uh, Micah versus Hannon. Man, um, Micah comes out uh, second. She gets up in the corner to do her pose, and then Hannon just 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 jumps her while she's it's on the rope. Drop kicks her, sends her over the uh, over the uh, turn over the uh, top rope, brings her back in, and she's just like, hey. I, I don't think I don't believe she didn't win a single match last year. She's like, look, I gotta get on the board. I gotta strike with irons hot. I gotta show some initiative. I can't beat her in a one on one. I'm just going. I'm just going. You know, I'm jump her and, and then let the bell ring and I'm gonna try and get her on the mat and get it and still want to get out of there. Uh, and she kept trying. She she kept putting it on Micah at the beginning, but Micah just like eventually got got her wits about her and then just just took over with overwhelming with power. And I am wrong. Dropped her with a Michinoga driver. Uh, really, I, I, this is a good match for how short it went. Um, I think it went like just over five minutes, but I gave it three stars. I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the match. Um, and Micah just, she like, it's just a, such a badass, t- just taking what Hannah was bringing to her and Hannah, like, this was like probably the, 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 probably the most assertive she looked in any Grand Prix match I've ever seen her in. And she just like, couldn't, couldn't put her away. And then Micah was just like, all right, I see what you're doing. Enough. And just finish her with the Michinoku driver. Yeah, my, Micah ain't really have she ain't had no time for this whippersnapper. Yep. Really ain't too much funny to Micah. <laughs> I mean she laughed after she beat her. <laughs> that was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next match, you have Azumi versus Mariah. Uh so the match is of starting. They both get in the ring and um Mariah or Mariah is um half-heartedly doing the high-speed stuff with uh, yes. with Azumi, but she's also putting her twist of, of trolling into it, and Azumi's like, what's this? 
Yeah, like she Zumi's in in the corner. She like looks at her and like as she rolls out, she's like, "I can't believe you're trying to disrespect me in a Zumi's ring." Yes, yeah, speaking to third person, like. What what kind of disrespect is this? And then you know they they got into it and they ended up having a pretty good match. I thought this match was very good. Um, I was impressed by this match. Um, because it was because obviously, I thought that obviously Azumi can can slow down. I think people kind of overstate the getting out of her formula thing, but like there is a, there is obviously like a, a thing where her where it's like she wants to go go go, but like it's almost like a luchador where it's like you see you see like um those Rey Mysterio Andrade matches where it's like. The only thing they're doing to make these matches more palatable to like uh, the people that are watching it that are used to slow, boring WWE wrestling is like they're just like between the big spots is they just lay on the floor and sell. Like that's the only difference. So what Azumi does between her high speed stuff is like she just sells more, and um, she was really good at it with with Mariah. And um, I thought Mariah like held up her end of the bargain very well. And like I really like the finish where like Azumi is you know after she's you know after she took some of Mariah's like you know funny stuff, start putting it on her. And then worked on her arm. It was about to, you know, go for the Lamisca and get her and, you know, and stretch on it. And like, Mariah just plucks, it holds her, grabs her out of thin air and, and hits her with the, uh, her tombstone. I think she calls it the, uh, not fairy tale, Ellen. That's the, uh, Chiampa shit, but it's something like that. Um, but hits her with it and gets the win. Um, yeah. and I'm giving it three and a half stars. I, I, really, I really liked it. And like, this is a I, good sign for, for the future of this tournament in that block if those two are going to go out here and have a match of, of you know, of that level. Yeah, I, I was kind of caught off guard on this one. I was like, "Wow, what an upset here!" I didn't, I didn't pick pick that one. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So next match after this, you get Nasco versus Ami, and they just start off by just Ariel Nasco Tora. <laughs> they start off by uh by just running to each other, obviously, and um, it it appeared to me that Ami. Uh, was showed herself to be the stronger wrestler, and then uh, it came down to where she's about to be finished. She's about to be. Uh, she hit her with the uh, the Ami hits the uh, blue thunder bomb. Nasco kicks out. Um, Ami gets her up and is going for her uh, like the the what is the uh, the power driver thing that um Birdie King does? Bear, what's it called? I forgot what it's called. Well, basically, I'm it's like. Sure. It basically, I forgot what it's called, but she calls it like a thunderbolt or whatever else. And she was going to go for it. That's her finish. And Nasco slips out uh, and pushes the ref and then blows the miss like Kagetsu style. And then she uh, hits a series of mo- she hits a uh, the Kagetsu Death Valley driver uh, for near fall. Gets her up, hits another one uh, by the corner, and then she hits the Swanton and gets the win. Gonzo bomb. Thank you, King of the North. Yes, Gonzo bomb. That's what it was. Yes. So yeah, uh, this is a good match. I give it three stars. Yeah, uh, Ariel Nasco surprised me. Uh, I thought there was they came out here and you know they were hitting and working. I was like, man, can't, if y'all just wrestle like this, you know, like it's gonna be a pleasant tournament. Yes, if keep it short and like you know the cheating that she did, like that's just something that's done real quick. Get out the way and then move on. And like that, that's more acceptable than grab a chain, choke a bitch, throw throw over the thing, grab her and Bro. choke her out. And then they have to throw the match out. Like that's garbage. Or got to grab the stick and hit her with the stick. Like that. Nah, throw that out. What, just missed. What, when Nasco did this, I was like, what? Well, hold on. What the fuck is she doing? Like, oh, you know, Swanton. The, oh, you thought she was going to do the, like, you thought she was going to do the, like, uh, the, uh, the 450? Yeah. So I was like, hold on. She <laughs> wanted to try to, 
you know, pay pay some tribute to old old dance. I'm like, what what is she signaling for? Like, <laughs> like I, I ain't never seen Nasco uh, hit no front flip off this bitch. Look, man, maybe maybe it's something she's she's saving for get for uh, Hazuki. Who knows? We'll see. Time will tell, right? <laughs> <laughs> and for those on the audio thing, I was, you know, doing like the 450 roundabout signal with the hands. Oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> so this is when the show starts kicking the overdrive. Now we got give you three good matches. Now it's now it's time to give you like, uh, just like we're buckling is, is, is all is all up from here. <laughs> Nasty Boy versus Starlight Kid. Um, this is, I believe, their sixth. I think it's their their fifth match. Their fifth match. Uh, they were tied at two two, um, and they did it again. I can't remember what happened this match. So much stuff happened over the weekend or whatever else. But like, this is another great match. Um, and it looked like Kid had his match seemingly won until at the last second, Nasboy slips three and goes for a uh, rolling the Mahi Straw Cradle and uh, gets the win. Um. So like I don't know how this works, right? So Rich, like you, do you b- beforehand do you send the in over to Nasapoi's opponents beforehand, or 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 how does that work? So so usually I just pay them beforehand in good faith. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, hey man, win, lose, or draw. You know, you know what it is. Like you got to go ahead and inflict some pain, give me a nice gift or or some type of moment within the match. I can just you know save for my collection. You and if okay. you get the win, it's a bonus. Okay, I, I didn't know if it was like I'm paying you to go uh, go out there and beat her, and then like if you lose, and like that ma- that money just magically goes to that play. Oh, I don't know how that goes in your in your head, canon, <laughs> in the mind of a psychopath. But yeah, um, so yeah, uh, that's what gets the win. She's up to and uh, kid. She came out like I, par- I guess she cut her hair because she came out with like almost yeah. like a uh, like the sh- like the Somerset Liger uh, mask, Rey Mysterio mask, where it's like. The top was off, and like she had the bangs come through the top or whatever else. So she's come, she's coming with a new look. I like their new gear. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just always quality together. And the only thing that's gonna stop them from having a great match is the time. That's the only thing that's gonna stop them. But there's another yeah, great match. They were they were hitting back and forth like just like taking hard swings at each other. Yeah. Like you know, with the hand to hand combat, and of course they threw a little high speed in that you know we all pretty much enjoy. Um, and you know, this was perfect for where it was on the car because everything after this was like, we going somewhere else with it. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, as you noted, like Utami, she wasn't out during the ceremony, the opening ceremony. Uh, Mina comes out, or actually, Utami comes out first. And Utami comes out, and she was wearing her red belt championship gear that she has not worn not one time since she lost the red belt. All we need is the extensions. Let's go. And Bring she, them she, back. No, and she had to, she had the hair in. Oh, okay. It didn't look like it. It she looked had like the her hair natural. In. It wasn't of. it wasn't all red. It was black. Oh. But she did have she she did bring she did put put hair in. So brought, she brought the power back. Yeah, and I was and I saw that I was like, oh, it's spooky now. That's exactly what I was like, oh, it's spooky now. She like she really finna do this, and then like you know what happens at the end of it. I was like, god damn it, get this shit out of the way. You messing up the story. But um, but it was almost like some. I don't know if you even made this made this uh, comparison, but like you know, you often have made comparisons of, of her to Okada. Like this is like when she this is almost like she pulled off uh, that Russell Kingdom and, and she pulled off and she had the pants again instead of the long johns. <laughs> it was one of those like I'm back. 
Like I know, you know, like this whole gold era of stuff I've been wearing, like that that was balloons Okada. Now I'm back. And um her and Mina had Bro, his they, match. they got me so many times during this match. They I was unspoiled. Man. Yeah, they just, had a just, match as good as I had imagined they could possibly have together, and it blended perfectly. And it, it was one of those things where it was like in retrospect, it's like, of course it was gonna fucking work between like the underrated thing about Utami is that she's an incredible seller. She's one of the best sellers in the world. I think, you know, I've said this before to you many times. I think she's the best seller of the arm in wrestling we have. But she she comes out. She's overpowering Mina. She makes one mistake. And uh, Mina, tar- uh, she is, I forgot what the situation. Oh, it was a DDT. It was a DDT on the either the floor or the apron um, from Mina. And then Mina just targets the neck over and over and over and the whole thing is Utami is like has to power through and fight through this bad neck while Mina just taking it to her neck over and over and over and there was a spot where like you know he get down to the closing stretch where um Mina goes up and hits her with you know the glamorous driver right on the neck kicks out goes up it goes for the figure four glamorous driver that you know wanted her white belt and everything and Utami meant to slip out she ends up, uh, you know, mounting some offense. She goes to get her with a big bridging German that she ends up winning most of her matches with, or a lot of her matches with. And she goes for the bridge, and she can't, she has to let go because her neck's too fucked up. She can't even hold for the pinfall. That's that's a double down, and they continue going a little bit more. And then um, Utami instead of um, you know, she was trying to get her for the uh, I think she hits a rack bomb. Mina gets out of it. Um, then she get, hits her up with the uh, a gut wrench power bomb, and then drops her, and um. She later says that, like, she got it from hanging out with Shayna Baszler. You know, Shayna Baszler used to do the gut power bomb. So, like, she, I think she calls it Sparkling Baszler now. Yeah. And, um, Broke yeah, man, this match is great. Four stars. Bro. Super happy I with this I'm match. Hi- I think I'm higher than that because, like, bro, it seemed like each person had to match one, like, three different times. Right. And it went long enough to where you were like, in my mind, I was like, oh, is this going to a draw? Mm-hmm. They were going up against the bell too, and I was like, I don't know if this is gonna, I don't know if this is gonna finish or if it's gonna, you know, be a dry. And no, but it it all worked for me. I love this match. Yeah, I think I'm four and a quarter on this. Yeah, this is uh, this, this is, is like this is like, bro. Mina has had her four best singles matches in like this since April. Look at that. Like the Utami match, the Tam match, um, the Kamatani match, the Nasapoi match. All the matches on pay per view in a big spot. She's came through and had four stars or better in all of them. Or really, well, you know, as you said, in your opinion, at this point, all of them have been like four and a half or four and a quarter. So, yeah, man, she's, she's, I can't wait for this Mariah match. We finna see, bro. They they need to have this Mariah match. She needs to win and they need to go have a a white belt match after this. At at the end of the year. Yes. Like, let's do it. She ain't done nothing. Um, like, I, I know uh, me and um, JD from Red Leaf Rushcast are talking about this. And he said, he, in his opinion, he thinks that uh, Mariah should be uh, most proved wrestler. And I'm just like, nah, man. I understand that, like, that Mina got a lot of votes last year because of the Grand Prix. But the level, that, but the, but you know, we talk about this all the time when it comes to NBA most improved player. Like, if you make, if you make a level improvement from somebody that is competent to good or even very good, that jump is not nearly as special as the jump from potentially very good to great. She has taken that jump from very good to you. Until she has a dud, you got to say she's great at this point. Because every time you put in a big match, she keeps coming through. She's a great wrestler now. 
She's not just very good. She's great now. She's yeah, almost a wrestler of 2023. And I, I would have voted for her last year, but she's <laughs> she's made a bigger, more substantial jump. It's harder to do. It's been incredible watching her. It's been incredible watching her this year. Very happy for her. And I want look, I want her to get this his white belt back, get this long reign. Whenever it happens. Yeah. Um she's done, I, everything, I thought, you, she's done everything that a company can ask her to do, and she's done it. I, I thought there was an upset alert on this one, but uh, it wasn't to be. Um but yeah, big U rolls through for the two. Yeah. Um so <laughs> then you get uh following that you get uh Mariah versus Momo, and this match started out a little slow, and then by the time it got going, it, they were cooking. Um Yeah. It I gotta say, um, it feels good to see this Momo back because we ain't seen much of it this year. Um yeah. Um this woman is twenty three yeah, years this woman is twenty three years old and has been written off. This one is this still one of the best wrestlers in the world. She's twenty three, Rich Rich. They have written her off like a young two guard like that was in like the early nineties or some shit. Like, yeah, you know, they're, they're 25 now. It, it hasn't really popped off. Rich, they treat her like she's Chauncey Billups in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. not, not going to work. Exactly. Okay. All right. Exactly. Okay. Look, man, wait, look, so awesome. I, I, I dawned the moment Watanabe jokes. I, I, I engage in it. I traffic in it. I will never disrespect that woman's ability. Like never. The second they want to just say, "Hey, we would like to push you again," she'll be ready for it. Just press the button. Um, she, she got the win here, so she's she's probably gonna uh, secure a white belt match uh, sometime in the future. Yeah, bro, some um, of the counters in this were just like there was a spot I forgot. It was I can't remember what it was, but she turned into basically a uh you know the a meteora where like Mariah had her overhead and she just turned to meteora. I was like Jesus Christ, she's still fucking brilliant. I, I just Momo I can't Watanabe, believe they just wrote her off like this at twenty three years old. A nine point oh four rating on Cage Match. Yeah. Four. Yeah. So uh well I don't want to spoil it because I'm gonna be giving away JD's uh behind the wall content, but like. She's elite. She's been elite over the last five years, even with this down push for the last year and a half. She's still elite. Now, I'll leave it at that. King of the North, never count out Momo Watanabe. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how good that woman is. And, she, and it's just like, nah, you know. Like, bro, I, you know, I still have a hard time saying, you know, Utami, Utami's better than her. Because I, I was like, nah, man. She's more versatile as a wrestler. Like, Utami shines, shines, shines in singles. Momo can do it all. Can do it all. Tags, trios, even the death matches, doing this heel shtick bullshit and still having quality matches with it. <laughs> Just so fucking good. Uh, anyway, um, so that the next match after this. <laughs> Shiri versus Susan Suzuki. And good they went God, out there yes. and they and they said the high they set a high, high, high bar for whoever is going to uh try to top whoever has the best match in the fifteen minute um 
block segment because this, this is, I mean, I don't think this was as good as the Shuri and Tommy an opening night from last, opening weekend from last year, but it's, it's, it's in the discussion as far as like the, you, it's going to be, it's going to be a while before you get a match as close to as good in the fifth, in that same time span to beat it. I, it was awesome. I got to say, James, I feel like I should have seen DJ Premier sitting ringside. I should have seen Large Professor sitting ringside. I should have seen Pete Rock sitting ringside. I should have seen the Hitmen. I should have seen Dr. Dre sitting ringside. I should have seen Timbaland sitting ringside. Why? Because this was real hip hop right here. Like, <laughs> Shuri and Suzuki, thank you. I have I have nothing else to say. Thank you for your brilliance and your excellence in uh, Suzuki. Not giving a fuck that she's twenty years old, like ha- having no back down whatsoever. Um, and and Shuri just like saying, "Yo, you're raw, but I'm, I'm way more <laughs> way more raw than that." <laughs> yeah, man. Like this was incredible. Oh my god, they beat the shit out of each other. They, incredible, incredible mat wrestling. Incredible, like like subverting expectations based off when to sell, when not to sell. Um, like, I don't know how often people have seen the Suzu spot where she gets on the apron and throws and does the German suplex throw off of the apron to and send someone to the floor. I've seen it a few times, so I know that's one of her magic tricks. But if you have not seen it before, you probably think, like, this woman is, like, the best woman's wrestler in the world <laughs> if you see some shit like that for the first time. I've seen her do it a few times, so, it's, you know, whether it's, like, the funniest one when she did to Sakushi, because, like, Sakushi's so damn little. You know, Sakushi's, like, Sakushi's, like, 4'9". She sent her, she sent her flying, but she sent Shuri this time, and, like, I was like, God damn. Um, one thing to note, like, Shuri, she's, like, she's almost back to her, like, fighting shape. Yeah. Like she's, she's I, I noticed. even more ripped than she has been in the past. Like, yeah, uh, you know, if this were WWE, we'd be like, she might be expecting a big push, but who knows what she's doing? Like, but she looks great right now. Yeah, man, this match was awesome. And uh, they killed it. And, you know, I was like four and a half on this easy, maybe I, higher. I, 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 I like, <laughs> I like to not give the four. I like to give the stardom five star Grand Prix matches. Like I kind of cap it at four and a half. I'm happy to get four and a half, four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I've only given yeah. I've only given two 15 minute Grand Prix matches four and a half ever. Or no, yeah, two of them. Like uh the the Utami match last year, this um I gave the 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 Shuri and Takumi match uh four and three that. quarters, but that went twenty minutes. Yeah. So that's a little different. But yeah, man, this this thing was cooking and like, you know, you can count look. One of the safest bets in all of pro wrestling is Shuri in the opening weekend of Five Star Grand Prix. <laughs> Go the fuck off. Bro, it's three years playing. in a row. Like, if you guys didn't see this match, or if you're like listening to this and you're, you still haven't like decided to jump into stardom yet, and you just listen to us talk about it, these are all kind of like mythical characters or <laughs> anything. These people aren't myths. Shuri Suzuki is real. Like Shuri and Suzuki, they are real. They exist. Yeah. Go see them. <laughs> yeah, like this thing. Now we talked about this on the front end. I said this to Rich. Like, hey man, we uh, this thing has an NA for the main event, and this thing still smoked the opening night of the Grand Prix or of the G One. I'm sorry, it smoked it. Like I, this thing is incredible. So, following that match, you get another awesome match. You get. You get Mayu Watani versus Suzuki. Look, man. 
you know, I, I'm sure you've heard people say this, older people, because, you know, there's a, there's a huge, like, generational age, like, discrepancy for the polarization of E40, right? So this is for oh, the old heads. Man. This is for the old heads. So, like, if you're 45, like, you're a person that's likely to say, and there ain't no out-rapping E40, there ain't no out-wrestling Suzuki. This one's fucking awesome. So... Bro, I'm not even so gonna like, go. I'm just violent as like the last match was. It was like it was like violence. They were kicking the shit out of each other. It was all that. Like Mayu and Hazuki come out here and just it's just this beautiful wrestling. That's just like it's it's like it's, it's still violent, but it's just big move, big move, big move, impact move. They're awesome selling near falls. Like the match before was just chaos of of strikes and and suplexes. This is like big move, beautiful wrestling, and and like great like counters so the closing stretch of this match so i could have um, threw these two in there with the bucks like yeah, <laughs> easy, yeah. easy easily so um closing stretch of this match mayu goes up hits the uh hits the the beautiful frog splash gets it near fall goes back up goes for the um goes for the moonsault hazuki rolls out the way at the very last second and rolls all the way out to the floor Mayu comes out uh, to go uh, for the for the tope. Hazuki ducks out the way. She runs it, and Mayu flies into the, the crowd of uh, of catchers. Hazuki gets into the ring, rolls out, hits my and the ducker or the catcher's still down. Mayu has to catch Hazuki by herself. Damn near, they both almost die. Uh, uh, you know, because they're both falling almost seemingly head first into the bare floor because the mat, they're out of space for the mats. Right, the space the mats have ran out of, out of uh, real estate. Gets up, hits another one, gets her into the ring, and throws her into the corner. Puts her feet into the uh, into the uh, the second rope, and it hits a second rope like code breaker. Then goes up to the uh, top rope, hits the senton for a near fall. She makes a face like "fuck." I thought I was gonna beat her, but she doesn't like freak out. She gets she a little bit of frustration. Gets her up, goes for the the uh, the brain buster, has her up there. Mayu slides out. Mayu then pushes her against the ropes. Hazuki comes back, super kick. Uh, actually, not super kick, but grabs her. Tombstone. They're both down. Hazuki goes into the opposite corner. Mayu goes to the opposite corner. Mayu runs to the opposite corner and hits a running Claymore into the corner. I was like, what the fuck? So, um, and then the, then the rest was just like, it's academic from that point. Hazuki just is done. Gives her a big buzzsaw kick, uh, and then goes up for the uh, the moonsault. Hazuki kicks out, goes to give her the uh, the 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 big two stage dragon suplex. Hazuki then gets out, hits the Lamai straw, kicks out at two point nine nine nine. Um, Hazuki, but Hazuki can't follow up. She that was her last gas. She has nothing else. And might you knows it, buzzsaw kick or super kick, which one? Can't remember which one. And then uh. Hazuki no sells it, go, and then Mayu slips, ducks behind her, hits a flash dragon suplex. Hazuki kicks it one, kick, gives her another kick, and then hits her with the two stage dragon suplex. I was like, Jesus, these two just just geniuses, man. They're just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're man. so fucking good. They make the shit was, look um, easy. Yeah, it was just like this is why this is like this is why this shit killing the G one. I'm about to get real tribal right here, <laughs> like yo. <laughs> Like, like, bro, motherfuckers want to talk about tournaments. 
you know, you want to be like, like remember when I was on this show a couple weeks ago talking about the own heart tournament. There are no fucking dynamic workers in, in this. This fucking tournament rolls out. Utami or Nasapoy and Starlight Kid, Utami versus Mina, Momo versus Mirai, Shuri versus Suzu Suzuki, Mayu Utami versus Hazuki, Julia versus Cyril Ano, all back to back to back to back to back. Yep. And then I've got G1 days where there's one good match and shit happening. Yeah. What are we doing here? Screaming from the mountaintops. This is the best tournament in wrestling. And it started, look, in Newsflash, it didn't happen just this year. This is, this is, this is the last two years, it was a better tournament. And it, obviously, it looks like we're headed towards a three-peat. And I said that in the preview. And, like, after watching this night, it was like, it, 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 I may have undersold how big of an onslaught this is. This is, this is. this is just not even fair, it seems like, man. Um, Miss me with Chase Owens versus Hikaleo. Like, yeah. I, I, no. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to hear it. Evil and Finley. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Sonata struggling in the main events. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Tell who you want. So, so you know, we went on this rant now, and then, like, after this comes Julia versus Sariano. <laughs> Start off with, uh, I believe These they started with some Matt wrestling. Get yeah. in the ring. They, they start off with some Matt wrestling. End up on the floor or out outside on the apron. They take it out to the horizontal ramp, and then they basically uh, tease uh, like the Shuri and Julia spot from uh, Sumo Hall that I was at uh, at the end of last year. And except what they end up doing is she or Ano slips out of it, and then she gives Julia the big. Uh, vertical suplex on the on the chairs and then yes. Su, the back of Suzu's head is busted open or not Suzu but uh, Ano and she's bleeding for the rest of the match from the back of her head and it trickles down and she's you know because she's a, a goddamn you know as we talked about a low life scumbag she's just reveling in the part where like I got blood what I I got blood in the match I love it and then they proceed to throw each other into opposite sides, uh, opposite um, just dumping each other on the chairs, chairs over and over sets again. Of chairs, or whatever else, around ringside. They get in the ring and they proceed to go out there and just kill it again. They have basically another sprint match after that, or whatever else. It's just awesome. And ultimately, ends up going to a draw where uh, Juliet, the last thing at the, the glamorous driver, but end up getting um only getting a one count from Daichi as the bell rang. But it was awesome. I gave this Look, four and a quarter. Yeah, man. Um. I feel like I, we may be underrating some of this stuff too. Like these these cage match scores are off the charts on this show. Well, I don't know I, if you've I, seen them. I, yeah, I've seen it. I thought at first like it might be a little high. And honestly, like I wanted to rewatch this. I, I watched this on like three hours sleep, but I was like, I was yeah, in love man. with these matches. Also, I this didn't shit. mention it, but I gave that Hazuki and uh, Mayu match four and a quarter as well. So like we're just follow four and a half, four and a quarter, four and a quarter. Yeah, man. Um, Look, and, and we may be being conservative, like right, <laughs> right, right. Like, but. Go out of your way to see this stretch of matches. The Shuri versus starting from the Shuri match to the Julia match. This three stretch or three match stretch. These matches are all under fifteen minutes. Right. So and, and the reason why these matches take the you less than they, an hour. Right. And the reason why we're giving these ratings like the like these four and a quarter, four and a half things because like these, the quality of these matches are easily four and a half. They just go short. 
Like yeah. the, the amount of action and in pacing you see in these things are fucking excellent. Like these are like easy rewatchable. You will throw these on and just have a blast. Like this is why I love the Grand Prix so much. It's like it's sprint wrestling at its finest, and it's the best thing Stardom does. Is like singles matches that go like thirteen minutes. They're awesome. This um, this match was a sicko match, a true sicko match with with Julia and and Honor. They did a a pile driver through the Japanese table yep. on the outside of the ring as yep. well. Yes, um, that was basically tons like, of like because, just because, top because, rope moves because they, big because bumps. Ano, because Ano got the suplex on the on the thing after they threw each other around in the sections of the chairs. That's how that's how Julia came back with the with the big uh power driver on the table. Yeah. Yeah, man, this was this was excellent as well. Yeah. Like just the, the just such a contrast of styles here. Like uh, from the last couple of matches, like as pretty as it was with Mayu Hazuki, it was like I always called Julia the ruffian, right? But yep. like she mucking this shit up and then making that shit like looking like yo, we can do whatever you want. You want a brawl? We can go. We can do anything except for fly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, and, I, and, I, that, and like, look, I don't really need this match after what happened in that Nassau strap match. And it was like, what strap match? That shouldn't pretend it never happened. Like, don't fucking do that shit no more. She's awesome. She's a great, like, you know, I've said this to you over the years. Like, I know she's very good. I don't know how good. Well, when she's in Stardom, she's going to be fucking great because she's in there with other wrestlers on her on her level or better. Um, And she's good enough. And she's and she's damn good. At, well, it's so like she and she gets to do this. She she gets to be able to wrestle her full potential as opposed to being you know around the scene, not being pushed that hard. She's a freelancer and does stuff here, there, and everywhere, so she doesn't really get a concerted push. And these other promotions don't have like a straighty stream of, of challengers and all that kind of stuff. So like this is the best place for her. And um, you know as far as you know match to match, bell to bell quality. And look, she's already living up to it because she's been she's had some she's had some bangers this year in stardom. You know it's the one dub with that's point with strap match excluded. But do yeah, what she, you have to do to see this show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you talked about the main event. Um, it was starting out very well, uh, you know, but it had the same thing as I mentioned. Like, it's, you know, a lot of Julia, a lot of Tam, like the wrestle on the outside. It kind of makes me check out. Be like, all right, let me know when y'all get back in the ring. I'll say this. Like, like coming directly off the Julia and Otto match, like it felt like they like subconsciously influenced the start of this main event. I think they're going to do that regardless because it was like, yeah. because it's those two. And you know, you think of their great, you think of their sumo hall match that they've had and they love to jump off shit. And they love to do like hurricane runners off of, off of crazy spots. Like, cause they started out with like, you know, come a time, like, the, you know, they were in the ring for what, maybe two, three minutes before they went out there and stint five minutes out there. And they already did a springboard that Tam caught into a, uh, into a anti-air RKO. They had already started. They already started off with the shits. So they were trying to, they were trying to, you know, in their way, top whatever was out there, and that, these are the consequences when you try to go that hard, that high. And um, you know, it, nobody, you know, obviously this wasn't intentional. This is a freak accident and everything else. I just hope Kamatani, you know, comes back better and stronger from this. And because I'm really bummed out, because like, bro, like I've told, I've raved to you about that match he had with Shuri. I want to see another one of those. Like that, that's my, that might be my second favorite, uh, maybe my second favorite uh, Kamatani match ever in a singles capacity. So. Um, yeah, um, it sucks. Uh, but yeah, man, think, don't, but think like, we're gonna, someone's going to replace her. And, it, and if she does get a replacement, um, who would you like it to be? Tekla. Um, Tecla. I, 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 I wanted Tekla to, um, I thought Tekla should have been in here. Quite frankly, there aren't 20 wrestlers in this promotion better than her. 
Um, and you know, it sucked that she barely missed out last year, but, um, yeah, um, it should be her. I know there are going to be people who are going to be saying, you know, what about my, or, 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 Lady C. or C. I mean, look, there's a half a dozen wrestlers that are good enough to be in this tournament. St- even with the cutoff at 20. Unfortunately, not everybody can make it. Um, and if I had my choice, I would go with Tekla because like, if you're going to lose Kamatani, you're gonna have to have somebody make. That's the thing about it. Like Kamatani was, you know, probably I think a lot of main you, events. I, I think me and you would both. I think me and you both would say this. I think me. I think she was the second best women's wrestler in the world last year. Yeah. So you're you're losing. Like this tournament is gonna be hurting without a, a level a wrestler of that level in here. So you need to try to you know approximate make the, make the points make the points match. Where we need somebody to be able to close enough to replicate that level of production. So put Tekla in. If she only wins, you know, six points, so be it. Uh, but you just rejigger the points around to make it work. Man. Bro, I was bummed, man. Like, I, I, was, I was bummed. I was like, man, because I woke up. I found out she got injured before I watched the match. I, was, I just Yeah, because of Mike. Was it because of Mike? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was Mike. I, okay. I think I just saw it on Twitter okay. or whatever. But, um, yeah, I was just like. Fuck! Like, like, and just, and just hoping something different happened when I watched it. I don't, I don't know what I was expecting different to happen, but, um, yeah, like, it, like if that shit goes down, like, you know, this match like goes off the way it was supposed to. Like, looking at this show, this is like, it's up there, man. I mean, this year alone, right? Have there been five better match, better first? <clears throat> have you? Been, ha- sorry, 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 sorry. Have there been five better shows you've seen this year? Even with the dead, even with the dead main event, yeah, it, it's 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 hard to say because you know I just forget. Right, some, right. I'll probably forget some, overlook some shit. I think like, the uh, what revolution was yeah, revolution? revolution was what up was the, what was the best pay per view AEW had this year? It was Revolution. I think it was Revolution or yeah. Forbidden Door, one of the two. Uh, so Revolution, Forbidden Door, Stardom's um, or Revolution, Forbidden Door, WrestleMania Night One, um. I'm not saying it's as good as them saying things off the top of my head. Uh, the Stardom Yokohama Arena show, and uh, was it Russell um, Kingdom? N- not Russell Kingdom night, not Russell Kingdom, but um, Sakura Genesis. Okay. Or you want to throw both of them on there? But I think yeah, that I think that this show was better than some of the ones I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like <sighs> Dream Queendom. Yeah, that was up there. Yeah. Uh, well, Dream yeah, Queendom but... was in the last year. Or what? Whatever. What's the one? Um, yeah, Yokohama Arena. Yeah, it's called what? Stardom All Star Dream Queendom. No, drop. It's Stardom All Star, All Star Cinderella or Dreams. Whatever. It's Yokohama Arena. It makes Muto it easier to final say. show. Yeah, 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 I heard about that. Yeah, that was way up there too. That's true. All Star Grand Queen Queendom. Yeah, yeah man. Grand. They all these all these joints sound the same, dog. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The only one I know is Dream Queen because that's the that's Sumo Hall joint. Um. Yeah, but yeah, uh, just an awesome, awesome show. Awesome. So, Zekumaki asked us uh, before the show started, like to uh, to who do we think are the top five workers in Stardom? Um, wow, that's really tough because like you could say like half a, a you can say like a dozen combos. people. <laughs> a lot so of good. different combos here. Say um, again. I said a lot of different combos. Yeah. Uh, so for me, how I've always done it is I've always done the tiered ranking system where, like, I have Shiri and Mayu as the top two and, like, however you want to put it, it, it that's it. 
um, just because of versatility and the level of um, the level of quality and the things they will do to themselves to get a match over, and also just their skill level. Um, I think they're just notches above everybody else. No disrespect, but they're, they're, they 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 fill more holes uh, in the uh, what do you call it, like the the attribute thing, like creative players and anybody else, in my opinion, in, in stardom. Those two. Then after that, I would you know for years. I had Momo right after that in Utami. Um, the last year or so has made me be like, well, is Utami, well, the attribute of motivation is is ticking down, it seemed. So, like, I kind of put her, be- I, I kind of feel like Utami has been in front of her as far as the motivation. Not the skill, just the motivation. Um, we'll see, you know, this could obviously change because, if you know, giving a fuck, you could turn that on or off. It's a light switch. Um, <laughs> so, that's kind of, I had it. And then after that, because of the level of the number of great matches and everything, I, I'd have Tam there. Um, and then basically on the same tier, I would have Julia. <sighs> I, I think I'm going to go, uh, I'll go Shuri. Uh, I'll go Sai Kamatani. I'll go Mayu. I will go Utami. And I'll go Azumi for me. Yeah, I mean, going like going off of what do you say? Uh, outworking people. See, like I'm a little, I'm a little different when it comes to it. It's like, hey, the the output of high quality matches, the output of high quality matches. So I'm kind of giving that a, a nod as opposed to just straight out who I think are just a flat out just like the cleanest workers. I feel like then I'm I would have Azumi and Azumi on there yeah. if, if if I had to switch that up, right? Yeah. Um, I would I would move Tam and Julia down to make room for Azuki and Azumi in that case. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I get you. I get it totally. Yeah. Uh, hope hope that answers the question. Um, <laughs> but um. Moving on, um, so we had some news from AEW today. Uh, Roosh has re-signed um, with, with AEW, presumably a longer-term deal. The uh, terms are not out yet or anything like that, but I'm sure it'll hit the uh, news feed and all that. And i uh, got to say, uh, happy to uh, see Roosh re-sign. Uh, I think he did an excellent job. Like you know, last year he was like on his best behavior and yep. came in. He wrestled a bunch of hard ass matches, like with yep. a lot of the roster: Hangman Moxley. Page, John Moxley, yep. Brian Danielson, uh, Bandito, I believe. Um, he he had just a lot of great like TV matches, and then I'm like, man, uh, I'm looking at all these. Uh, you know, I was watching the AAA show. I was watching WWE go to Mexico. Uh, and, and do well. I was like, man, can we just like can 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 we push um, Roosh one and then two turn him babyface? Because man, I'm looking at this this roster of heels right now. Mm-hmm. It's so overrun, it's, especially like you know heels that haven't broken through yet, right? I'm like, man, somebody got to go the other way. And I'm like, why not this guy? Like he's got obviously tons of charisma. I don't think much is going to change about his work, his his wrestling style if he turns babyface. Um, and I, I just like the guy, like based on the last year of stuff that he's done. Yeah, same here. Um, I also have some uh, political concerns about him, as far as like, you know, will he do real jobs? Mm-hmm. Is he willing to do real jobs? 
Uh, but outside of that, like, as far as his work and his effort and motivation, like, you know, we talked about this when he first came in. Uh, we were like, you know, you said it, like, I'm not really, you know, at first you were like, I don't know, because obviously he don't give a fuck a lot, right? Like, we talked about Lolo, yeah. like, it's a light switch. And I was, I said to you, like, bro, the money will make him turn that shit on. And luckily, I was right that the money has made in the, in, the, in the recognition and being on, you know, American television has made him turn that shit on. And, like, when he when he has a match, I am, I, look, I will watch it. Cause he's that he's that level of guy when he's on. Um, so yeah, um, glad he's back. I want you to see how you know he grows more roots into into AEW and who he matches up with. Cause like there's a lot of guys that he hasn't wrestled yet. Like um, you know you mentioned him his babyface turn potentially and what that could be. Cause obviously how charismatic he is and everything. And it's like I would love to see him as babyface versus Swerve. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people I like to see versus <laughs> Swerve, but the same thing with, with Roosh. Like there's a lot of people I like to see Roosh wrestle too. Yeah, um, like I, I'm just thinking about all the heels that are, that are around now. You mentioned Swerve. There's Jay White. There's uh, Jungle Boy. There's oh my god, him um, and Jay White would just have a chop fest. That'd be good. Yeah, be really good. There's yeah. um, Ricky Starks who's back back heel. There's Powerhouse Hobbs. There's yep. Big Bill. There's like Kanosuke Takeshita. Uh, just <sighs> like tons of people just like in that range. Uh, and then it, you think about the babyface side, and it's like all right, there's Orange Cassidy. There's the Elite that's around. Um, and then it's like, who who else? Like, you know, there's CM Punk that's kind of doing this weird thing, but um, yeah, like I, I, I think Rush, I think Rush can like carve out his own like you know, his own deal. Like, and and you know, I, I, I think the guy's like proven enough now at this point. And he's like, you know, if, if he signed for quite a long time, shit, and you you got to get somebody going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, moving on from that, um, there was a big match last Friday night. I want to talk about uh, it was Willow Nightingale taking on Athena, uh, in the main event of the Ring of Honor pay per view. And James, this ruled. Um, yeah. this was uh, you know two black women in the main event, uh, pushed as such on commentary and. Uh, talked about as much in the post show by Athena, uh, which I think everybody should check out her interview. I need to check that out. I think that with the, I thought it was a very bold decision um, to do the finish how they did, um, but I, I wasn't, I, I didn't hate it at all because I feel like I feel like Willow's destiny is somewhere else other than uh, the the Ring of Honor Women's Title, uh, respectfully. Um, you know. This was their third match, and it looks like this was planned to go on last. This wasn't like a uh, a last minute uh, decision. This was like a couple weeks ago. It was locked in. Um, you know, they did have some issues with this card, like you know, people dropping out and stuff like that. But um, just when it comes to the work on this one, like they had the crowd going crazy. Um, they came in there both looking like stars, and it was like, I love this. Like, like let's 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 you know. Let's get this kind of wrestling represented in AEW so, at the top levels. So in the middle of the match, probably like the first half of the match, I had this thought. I can't remember seeing a woman's match with this much cool shit in it as far as like, nif- not nifty, but like cool looking moves in it. Whereas like they're rare moves, right? It's like they're doing stuff with like a little twist on it to make it look, make it look different. I haven't seen a match with this much cool shit in it since like 
the Azumi and Starlight Kid high-speed match from back in February in a women's match. I was very impressed with the stuff they did. And I got to say, like after what as we talked about, like watching four hours of sprint wrestling at the highest of levels <laughs> um, over the weekend, watching a women's wrestling match wrestled at a, um, an American main event pace at the first, I was like, what the fuck were people talking about by praising this match at first? And then the moves start coming. I was like, okay, never mind. They're building. They're building. I, 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 my brain, they have, Sarkin has ruined my brain. I just want people to get straight to the shits, right? Like, forget all of them. Forget all that stuff. Just go straight to it. Straight to the ass kicking. And um, they, they, they just told a great story back and forth and everything. And it reminded me a lot of like the, um, you know, the, the, like the late, teens take over women's matches title matches like it really reminded me of those like um and obviously you know athena with her run as ember moon with oscar and everything it has the, has a couple of those in her bag or whatever else in her resume but like this is one that she'd be like look it's been a long time um i was kind of chewed up and spit out in wwe or whatever else and even while i was doing good work in, back in nxt i didn't get you know whatever they let me go i'm in in you know, AW now I'm in ring of honor and she has like taken her role and has like, she's the best, she's the best woman's wrestler that's in this base in America this year. She just is. Yeah. And Willow's not too far behind. She's somewhere in the top five too. She, um, they, they had a great match. And, um, like I, me personally, me personally, I got into the match after, because I knew the, uh, when they traded, you know, their, their kickouts of their each other's finisher, I was like, that's not the end. I didn't fall for either one of those. But when she hit the second, or uh, she calls it the O-Face. She hits the second O-Face. I almost called it the Eclipse. It's not the Eclipse anymore. She called hit the second O-Face, and she slapped on the crossface. I thought that immediately, I was like, oh, this is great, because they're going to now, like, she's going to make the ropes. Everyone, you know, really into it. And, then, like, we're going to go, like, three more minutes and then get a finish. And she she Willow milked that uh milked that uh submission and eventually uh passed out and that was the end. But they were on like they were at greatness already, but like they could have kicked they could have gotten to the four and a half territory if they had got back up after that one. They they were they were dangerously close to getting four and a half stars out of James Boyd, uh with that slow ass start. That match was cooking and uh, it was really fun to watch and like um yeah, like Willow's another person that, as we talked about, kind of like Lamina. You could throw her into the most improved this year, too. Um, yeah. Given, obviously, a lot of that is given, like, you know, major minutes or whatever else compared to, other, compared to like, what she was doing before uh, in her uh, wrestling schedule. But um, she's, I mean, if she hasn't, like, made people stand and, and take notice yet, then, like, you've been under the rock. You just ain't and not paying attention because, like, she has done like she's incredible got something right in the last like six months Incre- maybe even longer than that you could say like she's done incredible yeah um i i was just watching this match and it was just like so evident that this is the way <laughs> the women's wrestling should be represented in aw like and you know no disrespect to um you know anybody that's there now that's doing their thing and all that but it's like the like, like the effort's got to be there, but you got somebody like I, you know, I, I never really thought they had the person to to really connect all the dots, like with the work mm-hmm. and the um the the overness, and then the personality kind of until Willow Nightingale has come along and you know started to heat up the way she has. I feel like the rest of this 
you know, the immediate direction in this promotion needs to be about Will Nightingale's chase of the championship eventually. Um, yeah. It's it's fairly obvious to me that that should be the play. Like, you know, you want to wait and get Jamie Hayter back? Cool. And, and, and let her do her thing? Cool. Uh, you you want to still keep the outcast in the mix? You want to keep Britain in the mix? You want to keep Thunder in the mix? You know, when, when she's back? Cool. The future is Willow. Like in the now, that she has a real great argument. It needs to be Willow. That look, um, you watch that match, and you think about the last time they had a, a woman's match that good in the company. That was December, and it's like, why aren't either one of these two like the on Wednesdays or Saturdays holding one of their one of the two belts? That's kind of how I felt. No disrespect to Statlander, no disrespect to Tony Storm, but it's like. What are we doing here? Like, you know, and it was interesting because remember, like, Tony Storm and Athena both showed up back in NXT on the same show. And, like, remember, me and you were, me and you were talking about that at the time. I was like, bro, like, Ember's out wrestling her, like, since they came back. And that ain't, that ain't exactly changed. But it's not like Tony Storm's been no slouch either. She's done well. But it's like, Ember, like, I'll put it like this. Can we get? Can we possibly get Tony? Can we possibly get Rossi O'Gallo on the phone? To, if you talk about replacements for uh, Side Kamatani, can we get uh, Athena in in her as a replacement for Kamatani? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Like, she she has been great this year. She really has, and you know, I'm really happy for her because you know she had the uh, the Achilles injury or whatever else. People almost like you know she didn't get pushed in WWE, and a lot of people like just like when Vince don't want to push somebody, they just think, oh, that person stinks now. Like, no. No, no. Don't don't trust your don't trust the entering wrestling skills of a wrestler based off Vince McMahon's you know weird fetishes. Stop that. Um, and she's 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 one of the you know you know she don't she doesn't have to wear she's one of the big she doesn't have to wear. uh, Sorry, I was gonna say she doesn't have to wear red contacts anymore. You know she can just (laughs) go out there and do her thing. Yeah, she doesn't have to like be confused on whether or not she, her 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 muse is the moon or if she is the moon. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, just uh she's one of the she's one of the big positive like post WE um like run like people. Like, you know, there's people like Matt Cardona, there's people like Moxley, there's people like her. Um are same thing you say the same thing about people like Tony Storm, whatever else. Like she's definitely on that list of people that like have done very well for themselves post leaving the E happy for because i always thought that she was one of the best workers that we had in women's in amres and in women's amres and she's showing it um and she's a workhorse too she's out there almost every week out there on them shows i i i don't watch i hear about them and i i see the highlights and i'm just like it feels like she's like the best wrestler on the fucking promotion it's you know and it all started with the brand sorry Look, it, it all started when she hit a white lady too hard, you know, and everybody started, you know, clutching their booty cheeks together and and not, you know, realizing that, you know, how how the shit, you know, whatever happened between them, like you come you look, it's your fault. You know, like <laughs> y- y'all did this. You she's know? doing she's doing she's doing quote unquote real rap wrestling and you know, the a lot, of, a lot of folks ain't built for that. No, no, no disrespect against them, but like, 
you put on what she puts on and you put on what they put on and you tell me what 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 like what viscerally strikes you like what gets your blood pumping thing is doing that willow's doing that jamie hater's doing that carl sheet is doing that emmy's doing that yeah 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 um Bring these two women to AEW Dynamite, please. Said for a reason. Um, <laughs> so let's get to Blood and Guts. Um, excellent show uh, last week. Um, just just loaded from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and this was like, you know, you got your big culmination of Blood and Guts in the main event. Uh, we opened up. Jack Perry taking on Hook for the FCW Championship. This man, Jack Perry, comes out. They play the music. He doesn't walk out. And then they cut to a video. He's in the desert. He's burying his boots. Um, he's digging a hole like he's he's at casino. And he's, and he's ready to uh, turn on Nicky Santoro and hit it with the bats and beat him to a pulp and throw him in a hole. Um you never seen Casino. Uh, please, please go see it. It's great, and but it's also like hilarious with like unintentional comedy. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Joe Pesci, all time performance. Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, Jack then comes out to Beethoven's Fifth, I believe, and then he's also uh, wearing all black. And then he has a black version of the boots, kind of look like a version of Rouge's or Tessio Naito's boots. Okay. And um, he, uh, what, what did you think of this of this entrance? Because I, I, I saw people like talking about it, and they, they didn't quite understand. But it's such a departure from, you know. Well, he's different now, so you got to give him different. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. I, it was fine because like. I liked it for where he's trying to do. I liked it for what he's trying to do. Like, do I think it's like, you know, do I think he needs to come out here looking like Alistair, or sorry, Malachi Black? Not necessarily, but like, this is a good start. <laughs> like, you got you got to, you got to transition from evil to sadness. Like, it, it's, it's, yeah. it, it, there's there steps. are levels. Yeah, there's there, levels. There are levels down. You need to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I normally yeah. say, there, oh, there's levels, there's lady. different, he has to go through the different circles of hell to get to where, you know, Malachi is in the House of Black. Yeah. Yeah, um, but what that, man show, I, what that man, what that man shows up with like, uh, like the uh, the Michael Beasley rookie starter kit. All of a sudden, that man shows up one week. All of a sudden, he has like fifteen tat tattoos on him. He's like, oh, wait, where did this, bro. where did these come from? I just saw you before the draft. You have no tattoos. Now all of a sudden, you just you got a you got a now all of a sudden you got a sleeve. What's going on? We're gonna be seeing Jack Perry drinking beer and smoking marble reds on the side of the building and shit. <laughs> what's wrong with this guy like um but yeah he then uh proceeds to give hook the best match of hook's life um oh <laughs> uh, and winning the fail to win championship in a process uh jack wins the ftw belt um uh, I-, I liked everything up until you know they did the dumb finish the the, the cheating finish and it was like it was like not a particularly creative one not at all it w- look I didn't see this match live. I saw, uh, by the time I got to uh, my screen to watch it, 
I saw just the the ref bump and then the thing, and, and I had to rewatch it, and I was like, I don't know if I even want to. I had to, I had to like double my efforts to actually rewatch it eventually because I was like, man, fuck this, fuck the end of this match. I don't give a. I, it could have been a five star classic, and I don't give a fuck about this match. I was so furious looking at the end of this thing, and that's all I saw with no context or whatever happened before then. I, I hated it. I really did. I was like, it's so lazy. It's, it's the cheapest of heat. Go to hell. I was like. It's like, why is Jared back there telling them how do these finishes? Like, who who is back there giving giving them all the all the bad old carny finishes to get out of this shit? Oh, that was just nasty. It was nasty, man. It really was. Put the arm on hook, beat him. Uh, hook streak is over. Um, and I guess you rebuild hook from here, but uh, Perry this has man a belt. now is a new failure to win champion. Outstanding, amazing. Um, they show a video of, of Callus and Jericho having a meal together. Um, security basically kicks them the fuck out. Then we've got uh, more. When did when did Longhorn when did Longhorn Steakhouse get security like that to kick people out? You know, I don't know. Okay, because I, I see you know, Jericho Callis, in a restaurant. He, That's the first thing I'm assuming after that man lost the fucking world title at a Longhorn Steakhouse. You know, you know, Callis keep the keep the security on deck. You know. Oh man. No, because he's pie. You know. Um, he then we Mexico. got. You know, look, look, he went to Mexico. He went and saw about it. <laughs> he should look. He should have brought the security with him there. Yeah, he should have. Have um, we got an update? Is he okay? I think he's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. We got more MJF and Adam Cole pre-tape shenanigans. I think this one was abysmal. Um, they were at Kowloon Restaurant. Oh, give me um, talking about how spicy the Chinese food was. I was like, all right, man, this was this was like a step away from that sushi um, skit that Zoe Stark and Io Shirai did that one time. Um, but the joke, but, but the joke on that one was that like. Aha, uh-huh, these foreigners have funny, nasty food. Where like the joke on this was like, oh, these white guys can't do it. These, these white guys have no tongue, have no palate for for heat. I thought so. Like I thought in a good way. It was like, well, the joke is actually on them, not at the expense of uh, the restaurant. Yeah, the I, but I, I, saw see, food I see what you mean. Food. Either way, it's still kind of like it's still the hokey, you know, sports entertainment stuff. I get it. Yeah, the food didn't even look particularly appetizing. I was like, really? I was like, they getting ripped off out here. Uh, you know, well, they, well, you know, it's like they don't know I, no better. Well, no, nah, it was like the whole thing is like MJF wanted to go to a better restaurant, and like the more common man is Adam Cole. And meanwhile, like they're getting they're getting this food and it's super hot, and then like they're they're scarfing down or they suck down their drinks, and their drinks were like just raw alcohol, and they were like they didn't sell that that well. But it reminded me of like when um him and Jericho had that argument over like they want to take the more raw uh steak and then they both mm-hmm. basically like ordered blue where you're going to basically mm-hmm. eat, just like hey just just wipe this cow's ass and bring it out um yeah. it was one of those it's like okay they're just being goofballs and like hey I, it is dumb it is but i do enjoy their present their chemistry together they, they're really good and funny together as far as like their dynamic i, I really do enjoy it and somehow this has become like my favorite thing in the company outside of blood and guts <laughs> I've done it, but I just enjoy this stupid shit. I really do. Yeah. Um. Then they um. 
I feel like they got their head slapped on some PF Chang shit. Like, hold on, man, this shit ain't even good, dog. Oh like, <laughs> man, you you really getting old shit. You need to let that go. You need to let that go. I ain't had PF Chang since. I I I'm 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 sure. I'm sure. You know, bring me some hibachi. You know, you know, take me to Benihana's or Kobe's or something. But um, after that, um. They got uh, back to uh, the arena. Marvez and Jericho pulls up. Jericho does pull up with the eight pack. Uh, he's he's uh, wearing a, wearing the open shirt, make sure everybody can see. And uh, Marvez asks if uh, Jericho made a decision, and they called him a fathead idiot. Then we got Doctor Britt Baker versus Kayla Sparks. Um. Britt Baker obviously was eliminated earlier from the tournament. Yep. By Ruby. Time to get some wins because it seems like, you know, like whatever's happening at All In, I'm sure Britt Baker's going to be involved. So get ready. Um, multiple uh, wins here. Uh, she, she got a 90 second squash, you know, good representation for uh, women's wrestling here. And, Boy, um, um, Rich, did you see the, the tweet that I sent to you earlier today? I did. I did. So, um, this is a tweet from uh, from Wrestling Mark sixteen on Twitter, right? Oh, that's always nice. Yeah. Amount of women's wrestling on wrestling shows this week: SmackDown fourteen minutes, Collision nine minutes, Raw six minutes, Rampage five minutes, NXT five minutes, Impact four minutes, Dynamite one minute. 44 minutes over 14 hours of television to a whopping 5.2%. And honestly, they could have just left this off. So, Rich, uh, you know what this match reminded me of? What? Do you remember, like, when they would do the ta- the uh, NXT tape, tape or I'm sorry, the NXT tapings two weeks after a takeover? Or uh, yeah. eight days after a takeover? And they would, mm-hmm. like, Basically, like have the you know the winners and losers or whatever else. The losers will come back like the for like the first two tapings, and they will all get their wins back after they lost in like mm-hmm. in enhancement matches. This was like Britt like getting her enhancement match win, like Shayna Baszler when she lost the title to uh to Rhea Ripley, like immediately coming out here and just getting getting whooping someone's ass quickly and decisively, like immediately after losing a match. Like and Britt has lost a lot. Uh, this year compared to her pre, or, you know, her previous years in AEW, but like this was like, all right, we cut off the bleeding enough. We are reestablishing it, like that shit. That we are, we are, we are going on to a new phase with Britt Baker. We are not having to do a bunch of jobs. It seemed like, like, because there was no need for her to be have a ninety second little squash. It was just like establish, like, hey, bring her out here. She's a star. Let her be somebody to remind people that she is a star, even though she's done some jobs. That's what it reminded me of. Got a good reaction, and you know. yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah um after that uh then we got mjf and adam cole talking about backstage they then presented each other uh basically they revealed they had matching trunks and then they had matching ring jackets made those jackets are hideous um <laughs> absolutely like, completely hideous yeah oh um, and then uh Roger Strong comes in yelling for Cole wearing a neck brace. Bro, I'm tired of seeing Roger Strong, bro. Like, take this neck brace off this nigga. He's still hurt. Get over this. 
You got put in a submission move. Fuck. Oh, yeah. After that, uh, Jericho joined commentary. Um, and he cut his music off before the crowd could keep singing Judas, but they sang anyway. Um, then Adam Cole or MJF came out. And then he was, you know, like, yeah, you know, uh, come on out, Cole. And then all of a sudden, MJF's music hits again, but it's not his music. It's a mashup of the MJF and Adam Cole song. Uh, I heard this and I died laughing. I was like, this goddamn idiot. Like, MJF is going to get like mashups with like half the roster at this rate. Bro, it sounded so bad. And it, it sounded. And- I've never, I've never positively reacted to something that I thought was just abysmal sounding to my ears that well. I, I was like, this is awful. This is great. <laughs> this is terrible. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason or coordination or any way to think, think these two things go together at all. But they put together because they're two fucking hams and they're doing a stupid story. And I like the story. I'm sorry. I just like it because they're, they're they're really like I really enjoy their chemistry. It is it is fucking working. Like they're it made no sense. They clashed. It didn't sound good at all. But the crowd ate it up. I ate it up. Whatever, man. Like you do what you want when you popping, and they popping right now. They really are. Yep. Then we got MJF and Adam Cole against Sam McVar and Daniel Garcia, and they begin this thing with. Oh my I don't God. even know what, bro. I don't even know what kind of dance off I could describe it as. Um, but they started with Garcia and Guevara. Quickly went over to MJF, who displayed. No, 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 no. Tell, tell me how long. Look, you, you with the JSA. How long were they? You like to do the jokes about Tam and the practicing. How long were Guevara and Garcia practicing the moves together in coordination like that? How long were they doing that for? Man, it, it seemed like probably not long because like Garcia, you know, kind of got like a natural thing going on. It seems like he does this in his spare time, but Sammy clearly does not. So and Sammy was doing his best to keep up. But um, that being said, Sammy was not the worst person in this match. <laughs> he was not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so MJF goes out there. He does his dance. He's you know he's bad. Whatever. It's fine. Then it's time for Cole. 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 Cole ain't got no dance moves. So what he decides to do? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna air hunch. I'm just gonna. <laughs> just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna air Nothing. hunch over and over and over. And then the and it was so bad that the crowd just turned the music off or like the uh, the PA. Just or that, uh, whoever's controlling the music just turns it off. Is like, nah, man, record scratch. What the fuck is this? What are you doing? You you ruined you ruined the whole feng shui of the whole entire vibe. Everything's off kilter. You've ruined it. Let's just have a match. Yeah, man. I I was watching this. I was like, I was just looking around. I was like, oh, all right, let's let's, bro. They let's, this, let's get let's go let's get to it. Rich. Like. Rich, this was Pro Wrestling Wave brought by way of AEW Dynamite. This was co- yeah. this was comedy wrestling. This was like our matches X amount of time for the first third or half of it. We're going to do comedy, and then then we'll give them the last half. We'll give them what people actually want. That's exactly what this was. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just like, wow. Like it just seems such a departure. I was like, I don't enjoy this. Um, and then they got to the match. Yep. And then they got to like 
the Cole and MJF formula is like treated like it's this house show tag match and then like um kind of build towards like some double team moves at the end and yes. just like pair off uh, and then it built basically to hit them hitting the double clothesline and the fucking arena comes unglued yes and they hit this double clothesline uh MJF does a fucking dive uh and, yes. and act, acts like he's completely like you know this is completely against his nature like he he didn't know it would feel that good doing it and looked around and everything like that uh but yeah this was this people were going crazy for this Bro, uh, this is a guy that countered the Takeshita like clothesline off the top rope by laying on his feet but he's but, we're, but he's but and then sells you and the crowd buys it that he can't do a, he's incapable of doing a tope it's like is he a great wrestler or not? Have you not seen this dude do anything before? Like, y'all really think he's the Miz, don't y'all? Bro, MJF <laughs> has them worked on every level. And that's level. the thing. He sells it so well as if he isn't capable, but he's not. And that's the reason why he's able to do certain things that he can't. He can get away with. And other times he'll try stuff that he can't get away with. That's the reason why he's always out here like this. It's a roller coaster with him because he's always towing this line between his capabilities and... You know, the and kind of way he's kind of sets his world. It, it's 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 really fascinating at times to see how this goes for him from week to week. So honestly, it really is. Yeah, because like you can see, like like we talked about it last year or with, with those promos and everything he was doing. It was like he had people wrapped around his finger, essentially. Yeah. Whether you know you thought he was like the whole shoot thing, like people will swear to God that was real, and then like it's. You know, he's got the whole contract situation, which I think we all can wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what's going on there. Um, and then, like, between um, his peaks and valleys, between the Danielson stuff and the four pillars and then this, he is a very eclectic kind of performer. Like, you almost don't know what you're going to get from him. Everything's on the table you know what he is? He's a restaurant. He's almost like a. He's almost like the cheesecake factory. We're like the menu. There's so many things he can choose from, and the problem is there's so much to choose from that like you like it needs to be curated down and pared down to focus so you can focus on more, you know, more clearly and have more clarity for the viewer, as opposed to being able to be the person that does you know the dance shit and then the goofy you know. You know Vegas trips with Jericho and JS or sorry, uh, Inner Circle, and then do this wacky stuff with Cole, and then you know cut promos about how he's doing switcheroos or car accidents with women that were giving him blowjobs. Like it's always it's there's so much stuff he does, and it's like, bro, you you are <laughs> that's you're you need to show your bandwidth. You're doing way too much, uh, and like I'm not saying pick a lane, but it's like. Pick a lane for a certain time and then go to this certain thing with a certain time. Don't be going into different things where you're doing you're basically five different people in one year. And it feels like he's been five different people in like the last ten or last two years or year and a half. It's it's really, really strange. Um yeah. and like that's why you get like this fluctuation of highs and lows. It's like, bro, like you were a totally different dude two months ago. What what's going on here? So I was wrong. Garcia and Guevara did not win. Um, Unfortunately. but but <clears throat> FTR's music then hit. They came out. Yeah. And man. Second time. Second time on Dynamite. Yeah. Um, these guys came out. Um, went face to face with Cole and MJF. I think it's pretty clear who um, what team is more popular right now. 
Um, there was a promo on Collision with Dax Harwood where he was very bothered and gotten to uh, about everything you know that, that's going on with, with MJF and Cole. And saying, you know, we not we not playing no games essentially, and you know, got kind of a negative reaction for it. Um, to th- be fair, do you, okay. So, how much of it do you think was in kayfabe, and how much do you think it was like him trying to toe the line of like, I, I'm, you know, I'm doing my shtick of like trying to rile the base. I don't know, because um, you I, know, like in kayfabe, they do have the the part where like MJ or you know, FTR should rightfully hate MJF. He's scumbag because of what happened with uh, the end of the pinnacle. But um, they they had this whole deal. Um, MJF's music hits to to end the segment, and I think like Dax is like yelling in the camera, like play the champs music or whatever. No, like, no, he, he looks them. to the camera and he says, "He's like, look, next time, Tony, uh, play the champs music." And I was like, "I'm Dax, I, I'm sorry, but like, look, they, they did play the champs music. No, 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 but I was like, but I, my mom was like." Nah, Dax. Like the, the thing is, like while you're doing the stupid thing of you, you are the un, you know, the underappreciated champions. Like you, all you did was come out. They just want to match you. Interrupted, or they just want to match you. Came out and to come face face with them. Now you're leaving. You play the person that just won their match music at the end. That's how this always worked. That also worked. That's how that worked in the company you were in before you came to this company. Um, Brewhaven says Dax said comedy segments during his collision promo. Um. Yeah. So, like, it's gonna be interesting next week. So uh, I think Brian Alvarez the... had a pretty unique kind of take on it. He was saying, you know, people aren't going into this match wanting to watch um a classic traditional wrestling match between FTR and MJF and Adam Cole. They want to see the Cole and MJF shenanigans. Saw a lot of people advocating to not break up this Adam Cole and MJF thing. What is your uh, take on this thing? I kind of talked about, you know, what I thought on Grapsity, but um, interested Rich, to see what you think about this because it, it seems fairly obvious, right? Rich, you heard you when I say this at first one after after the double clothesline. There is no good reason for why they don't become the world tag team champions. There's no good reason for them not to be at this point. Like, do it. Let them quickly then transition the belts to someone else. After that, and then do your colon colon uh, MJF title match. It's fine. I I, I don't feel like that's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I, I agree, but my point is, but my point is like, how many more times does FTR have to be the have to be not the most over tag team in in AEW for, while they're with the tag belts? How many more times does that have to happen? No disrespect to them, they just had a great match on on Collision, all that kind of stuff, right? Like, but. They're on the Saturday show. Look at those ratings. Look at the Dynamite ratings. Look at MJF. Look at what Adam Cole is doing. Look at what they're doing. Like, Adam Cole and MJF could potentially... Right now, they're the hottest thing now that this thing is um, between FT... I'm sorry, uh, between the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club died down. They're now officially the hottest storyline in AEW. So, why don't you use the tag titles then transition some, some transition them to another tag team, much like how you transition the the uh, the tag team titles off of the acclaim who were the hot tag team at the time to FTR like they did, and then All the there at a later time, and then you can set up towards your match towards Adam Cole versus MJF. I got a feeling whatever's going to happen is going to be for the detriment of like everyone but FTR. Um, 
in I don't even I don't even want to really go into it, but um, you know, they they they, they say FTR is helping with creative now, so you know, <laughs> they say tons of people are helping with creative now, so we don't know really what's going Bro, on where. Moxley, but I can I imagine. Uh, uh. I can imagine he's, he's he, they are close to 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 having a voice somewhere that may be of the voiceless. So all right, all right, just just give me a head count right now. Hold on, the EVPs. So Kenny Omega, Adam. I'm sorry, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson. Then also people that talk, they've been talked about as far as also having input. Danielson, Jericho, Moxley. CM Punk obviously has some input. FTR by, uh, also by virtue of CM Punk also have some input. I just saw that uh, Orange Cassidy helped produce a match uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody has input apparently, except for women. But whatever it seems, whatever. Well, <laughs> well, Britt has been, you know, Britt has because that's the that's the Bakerverse. What's going on? So yeah, that she has input. Everybody else, I don't know. Where's Riho? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I saw, I saw a tweet from Sheeta saying that she's back in America, and I almost and I had re had a quote tweeted and I had typed save us and almost tweeted that bitch off and fired that off. I left it alone. I didn't do it. I'm letting y'all know. Rich knows I sent this. I, I posted, I screenshot that and like I sent it to a group. Rich yeah. knows I, I almost sent that. But that's where I am right now with this, with this women's division AEW uh, in 2023. Come save us, Carl Sheeta, please. But uh, yeah, man, like, you know, a lot of input. Some can't get of, input. Look, a lot of input, a lot of egos, a lot of, you know, people not want to lose to each other, I, I imagine, with that. And who should win this? And. Man, there's some like there's an interesting decision coming, I think. Not really one I particularly care about. I don't care if they win these belts. I don't care if they lose uh MJF and, and Cole because obviously their destination is the world title. Yeah. Like this shit ain't about no tag titles or whatever, but it's um there's people liking it so much. I, I, I can say that maybe part of me would, would take a take some pleasure in watching the uh the FTR downfall. Um but you know who who is FTR really like circling at this point now? They finished with the Bang Bang gang. I see see they tried to drop the Young Bucks in the promo to try to get something whirling, but I don't know. I don't I feel like they're not going that way. I don't know what they're doing, man. I mean, all I in know. is coming. Like, if, if you were going to do an FCR and Young Bucks match, I, I would think that would be the place you probably try it, right? I mean, let's not pretend like they haven't done it twice already. Oh, yeah. You know, people yeah. like to pretend like they have, they didn't, they, you know, yeah. they've only had one, they've had two. So, look, yeah. They do that shit at all in them belt switching, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, unless Matt and Nick are like, you know what? We're all right, but um, moving forward, I think this. I think this. I think it's a big part of that too. I think it's like, look, man, we want no parts of that whole situation that's going on. Like, it seems apparent. They like seems apparent that like BCC Elite. They, they want no parts of the, of of Saturdays. No parts. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many times we got to see Kenny Omega and John Moxley work Saturdays in other promotions? <laughs> 
before before it comes obvious, right? Like I, I will go to look. I will go to Mexico before I go to Collision. Riz <laughs> <laughs> is basically saying I'd rather go. To, I'd rather go to Mexico than Canada, where I'm fucking born and from. That's basically what has been happening this whole tour. It's the whole Canada tour. That's what Kenny Omega's been doing. You got John Moxley out here doing fucking pro am uh, shoot fighting on the weekends and, and shit. Besides uh, pro wrestling on Saturdays, he decided to legitimately compete. <laughs> Fuck this. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to go beat up a white belt somewhere. It's, it's, it's quite apparent what the fuck's going on. No, it's not stated in obvious terms, but like actions speak louder than the words. And actions saying, they're saying, fuck that team. Fuck that side. Fuck that show. It's happening. Um, and it's funny because it keeps playing out this way. We were saying, like, I, I think this is happening. And then it keeps happening. Hey. He's going to go on one. Like when they gonna announce Adam Page on an episode of Dino on an episode of Collision? When the fuck is that gonna happen? Oh, never. Okay, never. Um, <laughs> they um, there was something that I wanted to say. Oh, they uh, also have this thing that's going on in Collision too. I just want to to point this out, and if people start noticing this, and it takes a life of its own, it's not my fault because they started fucking doing it. I just noticed it. When their jobs be done or protection to be had, they are importing people from Dynamite to do these jobs on Collision. Uh, I didn't notice that. Mm. Roger Strong. Yeah. Darby Allen this week. Okay. There probably were. Uh, Swerve came in, worked with Tanahashi. That's right. Hasn't been seen since. Yep. Um... Then Sky Blue come out there and get beat on a uh, on collision by uh, Tony Storm. I think the women women much like count. the other situations do not count. Okay, um, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, unfortunately, but I've got three examples right there. Let's see if this keeps happening. Okay. So let's just skip to it. Um, there, there were some backstage segments setting stuff up for Rampage. You know, we're not worried about that too much. There, there was the Royal Rampage, uh, Darby Allen and Swerve. It came down to Darby won that, and then they are actually having a match this week. So, um, we will see where that goes. But we got a video package on the history of the Golden Elite, the BCC, uh, the main events up next, and uh, we got. The Golden Elite defeating the Blackpool Combat Club, presumably the blow off to this thing. It's been a great feud, uh, pretty yep. much the whole first half of the year, stretching back to Moxley and Hangman thing, and uh, you know, kind of like nine, ten months or whatever. Um, this was excellent. Uh, this is my favorite blood and guts that they've done uh, in in this promotion, and it was uh, you know, there's there's a lot of you know, if you want to, if I wanted to write the column and I wanted to get all sappy and and quote-unquote corny and oh, i could do it like about this like you know i had like a quick line to kind of describe what i felt the story for this whole thing was it was like always fight with and for your friends and you know like this was uh i thought this was a really cool match really cool to see uh uh the kenny omega the young bucks hangman page and kota bushi on top at the end uh we got them beating like a hell of a fucking team um, with, you know, the way they laid this thing out. It started with Kenny and, and Claudio going at it. We get yep. extended minutes on that. Both of those guys go 45 minutes. Um, 
then it you know you know it's like fuck it we going straight into it like is john moxley coming out is hangman page coming out is kanosuke takesha coming out is matt jackson coming out is nick jackson coming out is will yuda out and then pack or pack was out third excuse me um and then the last person was kota Ibushi. beds of fucking nails glass um just like I really shouldn't have to say more than that, but um, <laughs> superplex, <laughs> superplex, 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 pack, double foot stump off the top of the cage through Matt Jackson on a table. That's yeah. was, was awesome. Screwdrivers, um, mostly coming in, stabbing with the forks. Yes, uh, off fr- rip, se- like straight to the, the straight to the bleeding. I'm not, I'm not. I, I, look, there's not enough blood in here. There's blood and guts. I'm here to provide the blood for y'all. Yeah, come you get Super War Red, you know, to review blood and guts, you know. Yeah. Oh, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pack swinging off the cage. That shit was like a kid at a fucking jungle gym. Like, yeah. like you know what? I'm up here, and then whoa, I'm not. Um, but uh, yeah, this whole thing was this this thing was epic. I thought this is one of the best matches of the year. Um, and it was just like this lived up. Like one hundred percent. Like you know, a lot of people like had, you know, had their misgivings about. It. I think the other two, um, blood and guts matches, and you know, I was right there nitpicking at some of them. But this one was like, you know, I, I know some people didn't like the walkouts at the end. Um, I like the walkouts. So you know what they did? What? They gave more time for the wrestlers to be in the ring and work their spots, as opposed to they're right at the cage. You have to get right in. Like mm-hmm. oh no, I meant the walkouts at the end of the match. Oh okay, I got you, got you, got you. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some some people didn't like those, and um, I don't know. I'm not going to try to change your mind on the walkouts. I'll just say it worked for me because it was just like yeah, like this this team of mercenaries like you know kind of blows up uh, trying to defeat this unified force, um, and if anybody's going to blow up, it's packed for sure. That that lines up with him. That's like fucking bad news brown or something yeah. like. Like it, it worked because it, it was believable and it made sense. Like, all right, earlier in the match, they had a, you know, they almost ran into each other. They, they almost blew up. Moxie had to stop him. They blew up again. Pack's like, fuck this. The second time this guy is like, we've ran into, we've had words or whatever else. I'm in in this match. I'm done. I'm out of here. And then the tide was turning. Then, <clears throat> you know, they're they're about to lose. So Callus comes down and, and gets to catch the catch. Say, hey, come out of here. Nah, you know. Had not a, for us, baby. You know, Let, let's regroup. Remember, remember in two thousand was it eighteen when they were having uh, Dolph Ziggler take L's when he was tagging with uh, McIntyre, and they're like make McIntyre far away from the ring as possible. Yes. It was yeah. like they're like, nah, bro, you got to get you out the frame when when they, when these losers lose. So get them out of here, and then yeah. uh, they it proceed it, it proceeded to be some baby some three on five baby face beating the hell out of these assholes has caused them hell the last six months. It was perfectly fine for me, and then boy, they man, look. Man, they beat the um, shit out this nigga. Bro, <laughs> this nigga they, they pulled out. They pulled out the handcuffs. They handcuffed Moxie. He couldn't do shit. He was stuck there. And then Yuta was sitting there. That man. That man was out there bleeding, bleeding to death. As three as three niggas is choking him with a chain, he wouldn't give up. So Moxie's like, "This damn dummy finna die." Hey man, throw this shit out. <laughs> Wait, man. This damn dummy! This damn dummy wants to be us so bad. He's willing to die for. All right, you, all right. You, you deserve to, to live. Die for Regal. You, deserve, no. you, deserve, you deserve to live. Well, I quit. I give up. I surrender. Bro, good job, I, I, good job, Yuta. You know, Washi probably like he got heart. <laughs> like, like, bro, like, 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 
like a couple months ago, Moxley was was, was in that damn chain when Hangman Page on on the, on the other end of it. Like, yep. I I, I kind of took it like Hangman looked at him like, "I'll do to him what I did to you. Quit playing. Like, 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 give up. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I did like the idea. Like, it was you know between the elite, you had the uh, Golden Lovers who are dressed in the Kotobushi blue, blue, white, and gold uh, theme thematic. Uh, you know, colorway, and then you had like the Yump Bucks in Page. They're dressed in like notably the Dark Order colorway of the the white, the black, and the in the purple, and like hard dark, by the way, look, man. <laughs> that Dark Order set right there, they choked the shit. It was like, kill, we'll kill you if you don't tap out, bitch, or let go, Grunner. Uh, oh, they, 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 I, I, man, that's just really fun. Um, you know, I really don't really enjoy like some of these matches that have like the crazy shit, like glass and and you know, I didn't um, tax. It, we didn't even it, mention those tax were in there. Well, you know, because the tax came out after the bed, the bed of nails, so it really was kind of like you know, it kind of went down actually. But whatever, like you had Moxie going out there with that bed of nails, and, and Omega went into that. Moxie went into it, and then Moxie took the fucking, you know. Um, standing moonsault knees from from Abushi onto it, just wild shit, man. Um, yeah, so like as far as a plunder match of the year, that'd be my plunder match of the year. Um, I, it's the best. It's the best blood and guts I've seen. Um, it might be. I think I like the 2019 uh, War Games from NXT better, but like at the same time, because it, it was more of a it was more of a actual match than like you know. We're going to turn into a you know a Moxley blood fest, but still, um, it's way up there. It's awesome, and, uh, and like for those that, that you know have not enjoyed you know the the War Games one guts from you know WWE and AEW, uh, I feel like if you have a problem with this match, then like I think you're just like caught in the nostalgia of back then. I just think you are because I, I mean this match had story, this match had uh, characters making decisions. This match had this match had incredible, weird, unique violence to it, and this match had excellent pacing. Um, and I thought it utilized like the commercial breaks better than any of these other uh, blood and guts I've had. I was gonna, I was gonna Easily. mention that. I was gonna Easily. say I, I felt like I didn't even notice where it was like, oh, there's some big letdown happening because or... when the hills got because when the hills got the advantage, it went to commercial break and it came back. Yeah, that was smart. That was very smart of them. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, Kota Bushi came out uh, looking a tad different than normal. He had, so he had kind of a that, rough right? night. We, 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 we got to talk about it. I went on a big rant on Grapsity uh, talking about people who had a lot to say negative about Kota Bushi. Like, sorry, he was outrunning the Yakuza for, for the last, like, you know, <laughs> however long. Um, he, he came out, uh, wasn't tanned, uh, didn't have the old Bushi physique. Um, yeah. He he looked he looked really looked good as opposed great. to having one of the best physiques in the history of the business. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he gets in and, and he's kind of struggling, like to you know, with some of his timing rusty on his strikes. He was rusty as hell. He had was. two. Like he broke his shoulder. I think was it the twenty twenty one G one finals? Yeah. So he's had two matches since then. You know, I, I think people. Should allow him to get some time because I think this guy's going to be around. I feel like he's on the Wembley card, and I think he'll be fine by then. Um, 
I could be wrong, but I'm going to bet on one of the greatest wrestlers of all time to figure something out here. Yeah. I'm not freaking out over it either. So, and also like he's, it seems like he's going to be in tags. Uh, if he's going to be around. So like he can be hidden if, you know, he's not him and like him not being him. He's still, you know, like remember what Iverson said about uh Jordan at the uh, like his last Jordan's last All Star game. He's like Michael Jordan at fifty will still be better than ninety percent of the league. It's like it's the same thing. It's like Kota Bushi while Wash is still better than have whatever percent you want to put on the, of, of the wrestling population. I think it'll be fine. And if and if he is, that man gave gave us lots of hard years, lots of G ones, lots of great Wrestle Kingdom matches, lots of great uh, tag matches. Lots of insane shit that you would never ever see doing moonsaults off of the balconies and Budokan Hall and all that shit. And he's given us a lot. So um, it it was almost like a rite of passage for Ibushi to finally appear uh, in AEW. Like, um, and everyone, one but Rey Mysterio now has appeared uh, in AEW in the main event of of All In. Interesting. Um, The first one. And it was like, it was everyone was you know waiting when when is one of the golden lovers reuniting and uh you know a lot of people were happy about this uh and it, it was a good night for for a lot of a lot of fans um of these guys and it was just like I, I thought we saw like the end of something like pretty epic that went down like with this whole bcc elite thing and i i can't imagine watching this feud and just not kind of understanding it and like the like kind of importance of this whole thing right with <laughs> you know the the bcc saying we are the elite in aw like in like how much of a direct challenge that is literally to what the the fucking company letterhead says right and then they go to fucking war for months in like classic multi-man matches like from the fucking anarchy to arena to um, Forbidden Door, the cage match, uh, the singles match with Kenny and, and Willer Yuta, uh, came, or Kanosuke Takeshi getting involved in this thing, turning, Don Callis getting involved in this thing, um, all the beatdowns, the screwdriver stuff that, that was a constant theme throughout and all this. Unfortunately, Brian Danielson got injured, so he couldn't be a part of the, the blow off right. thing, but him getting in there, um, and, and, you know, doing the turn. And, uh, I just thought this was, this is, such a great feud. One of the greatest feuds in AEW history. Yeah. Like, yeah. unquestionably. Like, you know. And it's just like, the 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 level of matches is so high. And I, I, I just hope people appreciate this shit. Because, like, you know, if they don't, I, I don't understand what they want to I think the only thing that's really in, missing. In AEW. I think the only thing that's really missing from, from people's perspective of, um, I feel like, why people like love pro wrestling and what they love in you know long programs and rivalries is like maybe the promo work wasn't there like once we got past like the hangman moxley section of it and once we got involved with the elite getting reunited once you get to um you know uh anarchy and arena we kind of got you know and also like some of the weird stuff going on with like kenny omega's appearances and you know after doing the job leaving for a few weeks come back that sort of thing like Maybe that's what was missing for some people to fill fill the oomph of it. But like for me, you know, all the stuff you mentioned, it was all there. Um, and all that's a lot of that stuff is still earned off of the work that they did with the elite, you know, in prior years to them, you know, breaking up and now they're reassembled. So um, for me, 
I love I love this thing. Um, this is probably my second favorite feud of the year this year. Except that you know Julia punched Tam's fucking head or her shot head her head butter so much she got busted open in the, at, a, at a press conference. Like that's that's it. Those are my two favorite feuds of the year. That's it. Julia Tam in this. So yeah, uh, high marks for me. But I feel like if you're a person that's missing on like the the you know the promo stuff, it is built over so much long form stuff over the years that I, it didn't necessarily need it. Or at least they didn't feel like it needed. And you know I wasn't necessarily missing it, but I, I see some people's points. Yeah. But either way, cannot those matches? <laughs> if you do, you're out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did not watch Collision this week. Uh, unfortunately, um, I, I didn't see, but interesting. I, I heard there was some hijacking going on in, in the crowds, and you know, you, you attract what you are, I think. Um, and you can take that <laughs> to, to take that line to the bank. Yeah, real quick, Rich, uh, King of North says, Omega going away was playing as him going to find a friend, uh, that's not in Canada. Yeah, 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 I get that, but like that was one of the times there's been like three different times where Omega's left in the last two months after not doing after doing the job. So now, now I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, that one time is explained. I'm talking about like the other times, that's all. Yeah, um, yeah, it. Like I said, I did, I'm, I'm going to have to catch up uh, more on Collision. I, I didn't see uh, I gotta most, most of the collision. stuff. So um, we will see, you know, uh, go in coming weeks, uh, you know, what, what's going on there. They brought in Christian, I believe, the uh, team with Ricky Starks. Um, I don't care what uh, certain people will tell you, what uh, people are trying to say. CM Punk is being pushed as a baby face. That is supposed to get cheered. Ricky Starks is actually supposed to get booed. However, <laughs> everything's fucked up because yeah. Um, and then um, from there, uh, I think this week we've got the MJF uh, Cole stuff. Uh, they're doing a ladder match uh, with Andrade and Buddy. I believe they're hanging the mask up above it. Heard so, about that. Um, I heard about that. Uh, Tony Khan. Know, does the Tony Khan have possession of the mask right now? Bro, I have no idea. Who has I think mask. it's along the lines like, you know, Julia Hart took the mask at first. And then, like, you know, the basically it's like, all right, so we're going to have a a, a a ladder match with the mask up there, which means, like, at some point, Tony Khan or someone in AEW has the mask to be able to put it up there. And it's like, but it's my mask. Give me my mask back. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> The fuck is this? Like, oh, yeah, I don't need to. I, I need to get the police involved. You stole something from me. What the fuck? <laughs> oh. It is on camera. It's all on camera. It's on live national television. It's hey, on man, live it's cable. Kind of, it seems kind of quick to be going to a ladder match, man. Um, you know, when I start seeing ladder matches, I'd be like, this episode. Somebody six? not want to get pinned. This episode six. Yeah. This episode six. They told the mask in episode two. It, they haven't yeah. got much screen time, but as far as actual yeah. time is there. Yeah. Um, so you are right as far as screen time. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily fill the need for that. And you're right. It is a way to get void, like have someone win and lose without doing a job. But then again, it's like that mean that must mean that like Andrade is losing. Because Buddy's already put him over before. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, there, there was more. Um, you know, Darby Allen got imported to, to get pinned. Um, 
Yeah. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, buddy Matthews had a tough week. <laughs> All that Rhea Ripley stuff is like. Hey, oh, are you talking about the person that made that weird fucking thing, that, that weird cuck thing? Or are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about like the Rhea Ripley like uh, interview thing? She that did? interview thing. Yeah, that was like. Look, man, she's in. She's working kayfabe, so it's fine. But like, hers, her doing kayfabe is we fuck. Like that's the kayfabe. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the kayfabe. Yes, yes. <laughs> because because rich. Don't you? I, appreciate- I thought the whole thing was how much Dominic didn't fuck. No, like that. That's no, what. That's what no, I got out no, of it. No, no, because the whole thing was like, like, why would he turn? And then she's calling, and then he's calling her mommy. So like, you're supposed to. So obviously, you're thinking like, she's she's slot. <laughs> Am I going to say this? Yeah, I'm gonna say it. You know what I'm saying? She's she's sliding a piece of pussy, right? Like. Gotta gotta or, be something to make him turn on his own on, on Rey Mysterio, the greatest dad in the world. So it's like, or, all right, so what is it? So obviously you're, you're supposed to, you're alluding to that, but then it's like, all right, well, like I'm just gonna be vulgar and say it. Be fucked. Now, now, hold on. There's another I option. Huh? There's another option. What if she is not as as James turned it sliding him as a pussy? She's sliding him something else. Wait, what? <laughs> That's the whole. That's the whole thing that I've got out of this. Oh, so she's topping Dominic. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I mean, that, that's 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 what I thought the that, whole thing well, was. Well, well, rich, rich, rich. That, this te- very technically, woman? technically, technically, would that mean that they still fuck? Uh, well, yes, but she's not. He's not really. Well, let me take that back. It's all. It's all. Look, we we in the wild west at this point. Um, we don't need. Look, look, look. I don't care what Dominic's doing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and besides, but, look. But, oh, but how oh, I interpret oh, the story, oh. it's all kayfabe, so it's comedy style, right? Like, yeah. So it yeah. doesn't matter. So Chris is indeed watching. Yes. Right. So um, since we're since, this since, is not a horn. This is not a horny show. We so, we must repeat. So so in kayfabe, she's saying this is what we're doing. She obviously the whole story is that that's caused him to go, turn, go over to the dark side, which is like. Hey, whatever, what, what, however she's doing it, or whatever else, Rhea putting it down because this man, this man, this man's turning his whole entire family as a robot now. Yeah. So, so anyway, she, you know, she does the thing. She's playing coy, and then she says at the end of the line, and so everyone freaks out because of like, well, people don't do the whole thing. Like she's playing a character. She's in kayfabe. So therefore, oh my God, what what how does you know Buddy feel about this? And then somebody pull out that 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 graphic of like they make it look like you know Buddy Murphy's getting cucked. And I was like, yo, this is we are we are we're, we're like fifteen year olds. We're like fifteen year olds. Yeah, man. Um, the yeah, this whole thing is like it's too much at times. Like between this. People going crazy when they see Sky Blue's butt cheeks. It's just like that's even worse than this. I'm like, man, what's wrong with what's wrong with y'all, man? Like, why why can't we just, you know? I don't know, man. It's yeah, yeah. It's it, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Shame it's over. Rich analyzing Dom and Rhea's sex life instead of collision is an all time hater move. I mean, we can look. Do you want to talk about collision this week? I didn't watch Collision. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, have you seen that card on paper? Uh, 
I did not look, see the card. That that show did not have a main event before it started. <laughs> so, Are you serious? Like, yeah, they they, they doing that? that shit up. Yeah, they set that shit up in the in opening uh, promo. But All yeah, right. it's you know. uh, it'll be August next week, right? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be August next week. All right, week. keep that shit up for another four weeks and see how that goes for you. See, see, <laughs> try try that shit four weeks from now. <laughs> look, look, we got we got college football coming. Yeah, out. try that shit when look. like the Florida when it's Florida State uh, LSU like at eight o'clock on prime time. Shit, what about in the top ten? Try that shit. See how it goes for you. Shit, what about when SummerSlam happens? That too on a Saturday. That too. But you, my point is like you keep keep that shit up when you like. Oh, we have a man. Okay, I guess you'll be DVR'd <laughs> quick. Um, yeah. Uh. That's all I have um, for for all this stuff. But um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, Stardom Grand Prix. Uh, when is day two, James? Uh, I, I can't wait to get some more of this. Uh, uh, I, some more of this crack. I believe it's next weekend. I think it's the sixth. Uh, God damn, we gotta wait all. We gotta wait that long for day two. It was you know because normally you know the, the last two years they did a dump back to back a Saturday Sunday double header. This year they were like just do one. Um, but, uh, like I haven't looked at, you know, cause right now, um, it's like, a, like one o'clock or one or close to one thirty over there. So I don't know if they've announced anything with what they're going to do with uh come tiny slot or if they're going to do anything with their slot. But, um, they said that like today they're going to have more of an idea of like the extent of the damage in her time frame or necessarily for, they wouldn't tell us her time frame, but like they have an idea of like, all right, is she out for the tournament? Which we all think she is, but like we don't know yet. We just think she knows she has a dislocated elbow. We don't know how bad the damage is or whatever else, how long she'll be out. So, um, if they're going to come a replacement, are they just going to follow her points out? And she, you know, she goes on nine or whatever else. We don't know any of that yet. But, uh, I was trying to say all that to stall out so I can pull up my sheet so I can see when the next show is. The next show is, um, on the, the 29th. Sorry. So next weekend. So uh, that's Julia versus Hannon, Mariah May versus Ano, and uh, Mina versus Mariah. Mm. Um, so, and then uh, that's the Saturday. And then the Sunday show is uh, NASCO versus, well, that's Scratch, possibly. NASCO versus Comitani's on the book. So, you know, who knows what the hell that <laughs> is. And then Nasapoy versus Suzu and Hannon versus Mariah. So uh, this is a light week, honestly. Uh, coming up, but you know, there's still f- what four quality matches or three without Kamatani, but we'll so, see so who, how they fill that slot. Collision does have a card for next week. It, like, we got that ladder match we talked about Andrade and Buddy Bullet yep. Club Gold is with uh Juice Robinson and the Guns against Vikingo. I'm shocked he's on this show. Uh, Darius Martin and Action Andretti. So, uh, um, well, well, they do have Mexicans, they do have Lucia Libres on the show. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how many people that are you know practitioners of pro wrestling will be on the show. We'll see. Uh, well, Roshi Tanahashi maybe maybe the only one that, for that's, a while. That's about it. That's about it. Like if you have you have you sold forty thousand tickets to Tokyo Dome before? No, I guess that means you ain't gonna be on this goddamn show. Uh, FTR versus MJF and Adam Cole for for the tag belts. So uh, okay, you know if, if I'm around, I'll watch um, that. I'll, watch, uh, I'll watch that show. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. That shit's funny. FTR, you know, Viking goes out there like, man. Viking go, and, and, look, in this rival um, 
territory, you know, they, they don't really let people come off the top rope or you know, shit like that. This is Bill Watson in charge of this shit. Oh, man. That's unfair. They let Andrade do some stuff. <laughs> but I, yeah, but they yeah. did. They did. He did that moonsault to the outside of the ring, all the ropes. I was like, yeah. all right. He like, also did the. Uh, you gonna get it, a talking to when you walk back through? He's stupid. Show. Like yeah. So when he did when he did the when he did the join off the barricade, right? Right. They were like, hey, 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 hey you, you, you're doing too much. Like you know, what? <laughs> we we gotta keep you know we gotta keep the crowd you know suppressed. You know? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> All right. So Ooh, that's man, all we, we got inside the night, boy. Ah, let y'all. All right, that's in the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you are watching from the stream, you can go to the Cash App or the PayPal. If you're listening from the podcast, you can go to our show notes. You can find the link to the red uh, circle and donate there. And be sure to listen to the other shows on the network. Besides One H Ready, you have Keeping It Strong Style, The Rookie and Clive Wrestling Show, Girl Men Watch This Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, um, All Things Elite, Great Mass Generator, Get In The Ring. Um, the, ooh. The Great Mass Generator, Get in the Ring, Meet the Press Slam, and what's the name of the fourth show? Wrestling Disaster. Wrestling Disaster. All right, I got to remember that one. Got to write that down. All right, that's all, y'all. Thanks for listening. Later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.